How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Pan Geekery Podcast, a live weekly video podcast celebrating all things geek from an all-diverse perspective. And we talk about TV, film, video games, comic books, everything, covering all the nooks and crannies of fandom. Um, my name is Earl. Uh, when I was, uh, well, my favorite movie ever is Conan the Barbarian. Oh, nobody so knew cute. that. I thought it was, oh, okay, that's I so know. cute. Okay, uh, hi, I'm Jennifer Zhang, uh, actor, writer, immersive theater enthusiast, and gamer. Um, my <laughs> favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Evil oh. laugh. You don't believe me, Arnold? Well, believe me. Uh, is this me now? Oh, okay, hi. Uh, ha. My name is Andy Lowe, I'm the new guy. <laughs> Walter's <Hi>. been replaced. <laughs> so. And what was your favorite oh, movie? I, what is? Gosh, that's hard. I have so many. I don't know. Your favorite genre movie? <laughs> Which oh, one? Even Sci-fi. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, the, uh, I'm going to just say Wrath of Khan. Nice. That's Wrath a cop of out. Khan? That's totally a cop out. <laughs> Star, War, right. I'm Star nice. Trek, too. Oh, I almost <laughs> committed sacrilege right <laughs> oh, now. You just no. Everything goes to shit, and we haven't even started the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> Everything goes to shit. Uh, That's a new song. I'm going to write it tomorrow. <laughs> hey, guys. My name is Caitlin Faye, and uh, I'm an actor, singer, uh, writer, and director. And my favorite movie right now <laughs> is... 500 Days of Summer. Oh. Come at me, bro. Oh, We've had Come at me, Jen. Of this, me this and Caitlin movie. have debated about which is the better She doesn't movie. think no, 500 know. Days is high art enough, Not enough. for her. Not enough. So she likes high to... She likes art. to... <laughs> hey, high farts? High farts. She likes very, to very shit on my fave movie. Um, anyway. uh, speaking of high farts. I know, speaking <laughs> of high farts. <laughs> um... I just want to welcome, uh, he's already introduced himself, but uh, our guest host for today, Andy Lowe. Welcome. Yay. Thank you for Thank joining you. us at the Pen Geekery table. Thank you for having me. I feel like something's missing. Oh, Excalibur's not here. That's oh. what it is. Oh, oh. yeah, our little sword that we oh, put sorry, on the, I, the table. <laughs> My no, bad. No, no, no. I shouldn't have done that. Okay, oh, fine. Yes. You, do you feel better now? No, girl? no, no. It just, well, should it, it be in front? So yeah, they can see so it? people can see it. Oh, it's on top. There it goes. There you go. All right. Thanks. Um, so, uh, hey, what's up, everybody in chat? Uh, please feel free to ask us questions, leave comments. We will get to them as soon as we can. Uh, before we move forward, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Jimmy John's Freaky Fast makes it freaky fresh. Remember, um, go into uh, the Koreatown location that's on Wilshire and uh, Vermont and mention Pan Geekery and you will get a discount. Um, secondly, what's up to our location sponsors, PWC, Pili uh, Pilipino Pili. Pili Nuts, uh, Pilipino <laughs> oh Worker God. Center. Um, thank you for hosting us here. This is awesome. Um, so, what have y'all been up to this past week? Somebody else go first. Uh, <laughs> Andy, you go first. <laughs> I go first. Yes, since um, you're the man of the hour. <laughs> well, uh, some <laughs> what I've been up to, I guess we'll get into later. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually a big uh, Disney Iman and Imagineering nerd, as well as a Star Wars nerd. Cool. You have to be uh, like the so world's preeminent expert on Galaxy's Edge right now. Apparently so. Oh, there's so many folks out there. I don't know <laughs> right. if I can, you know, trod on others. But uh, yeah, I mean, I am an avid pass holder of many, many years. Got it. Uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, actually... Um, 
the the end of last year, actually, I, I I took a trip to Tokyo to go finally go see Disney Tokyo Disney Sea, which has been high oh, on my awesome. bucket list for Sea. years. Cool. Uh, so that whole immersive design is a big thing for me. So it's right. very exciting to see kind of uh, what they've done with that land. I think I heard they take like a different approach to it at Disney Sea as well. Uh, they do, and actually, I mean, you can kind of see the the the. the the psychology of how you approach immersive design right. in Star Wars land and Disney Sea is very different to have. So you get that contrast of kind of the first park, the first uh, Disney park and right. Imagineering design park and what that design methodolo- methodology was to, you know, what the, the, the current is. But right. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll de- come back. We'll dive into that then. later. Um, oh, what is, yes. Um, yes, I went to see Vertigo by Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, how oh, how did, you, did you enjoy oh, wow, it? Wow, I wow. loved it. Yeah. I actually, I got a lot of like, uh, I got a living fantasy. This thing happens to me sometimes <laughs> when I watch a movie, I'll fantasize about a performance I want to do or a story I oh, want to cool. write, but yeah. I'll be living them both simultaneously. It, this inner world could be so rich that I could be crying at something totally unrelated to the movie while I'm watching the movie. And right. that's what was happening to me because I was really inspired by like the noir aspects mm-hmm. of it. Mm. and the building of suspense, I was like, I got new thoughts about the Frankenstein piece that I want to do. (laughs) Will you revisit it? Interesting. I I mean, it's always been a passion project in my heart that I've always wanted to make. So that's cool. And then I saw The Farewell, which oh, is right, lovely. Right, right. Cried, loved it so much. Everybody should see it and yeah. make it. Excellent it's film, a great movie. actually. Yeah. Make it go be in. I'm even going to call open. it a film, not just a movie. It's a film. It's a Excuse film. Excuse <laughs> Tis a film, Sarah. Yes. The yeah. film. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I saw our movie following Jamie at in Santa Ana at the Frida Theater. Oh. Jen wasn't there. The she Frida? was. She, yeah, I was at. It played at the Frida. I love the Frida. Um, okay, so really quick, funny story. I came in late. I came in just as following Jamie was starting, right. and the rest of the films uh, that played there were, let's just say, not the best movies in the whole world. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, no, 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 Damn. no, no. Let me just say. I'm not trying to toot my horn, but but, okay, hold on. Wait, let me just tell you the story. The last (laughs) film in particular was so freaking bad that I I fell asleep at one point and I woke up and it still wasn't over. Uh, And so I had brought my roommate, my my roommate Miriam, she came over and um, she turned to me when the movie was over and said, what? the fuck <laughs> was that? And she didn't know some of the film or filmmakers were there. So oh no. I said, shh, Miriam. She goes, no, 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 seriously. What the fuck did I just watch? She goes, I have so many questions. And then the girl right next to me turns to us. She was the lead actress in the film. Oh and she goes, I can answer your questions. Yeah, I can answer them. She had this like creepy high like baby that. voice. <laughs> oh, no. I hope and they don't find you on <laughs> no, this I podcast. I hope so, too. But They're like watching right now. Yes, I thought it was a voice that she was putting on, but it was her real voice. <laughs> And uh, my roommate like got so embarrassed that she excused herself, and then I had to sit next to her the rest of the oh, no. Which um, oh. like which film festival is this? It wasn't even a film festival. It was just like a showing of like seven different short films oh, put together. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. so the, it wasn't curated. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the, okay. the, the, the filmmakers themselves <laughs> curated it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Got it. So that was fun. Nice. Yes. Okay. Earl. What about you, Earl? Uh, I honestly didn't do very much this week. I uh, listened to a lot of podcasts, the same ones I'm listening to now. Mm. Um, Wolverine, uh, Lost Trail. Uh, oh. My dad wrote a porno. Um, <laughs> I thought you were trying to say your dad wait. wrote a porno. <laughs> Wolverine. Wait, that's the whole name of the. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine, Lost Trail. My dad wrote a porno. <laughs> 
Colin, my dad wrote a porno. It's like a Mad Libs pornography. <laughs> like By snipped, I mean. There's a uh, there's a podcast lost called um, Trails. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lost very happy lost. Trails. I'm the best yeah. at what I do. Yes. What I do oh my God. very PG-13. No. Don't Logan. drop the soap. Logan. Uh, Wolverine, The Lost Trail, which is um, uh, a dramatized like series. That it's it's in its second season. It's pretty cool. And then uh, my dad wrote a porno, which is about a. Um, it's a separate. Yeah, it's separate, separate <laughs> podcast. A guy, yes. a, and he reads out loud his um, erotica novels that his dad has written. <laughs> that are really bad, apparently. Yeah, all right. It's brilliant. Yeah. I'm just catching up on that. Cool. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a quiet week in terms of uh, just watching stuff and being creative. Uh, all the shows I'm on are on break. Um, Supportive White Parents is on break. Room Tim Bravo went on break. So I'm just chilling for this week. C- congrats on that, by the way. On oh, Supportive White yeah. Parents. Thank that you is so much. such a fun show. Thank you. I, know, I, so I had great. a blast with that. I'm so glad I everybody came. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have one more show, right? We have one more show at uh, Studio C, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday, the 27th. Nice. So um, that'll be our last show of the Fringe officially. And then um, we're going to continue on at UCB. Cool. So, um, yeah, but uh, quite weak this week because next week, or this week actually, is going to be San Diego Comic Con. Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, San Diego. Yes, that's how it was originally. That's how Ramin Jawadi meant it. But we will be, Pangikri as a whole, will be at um, Comic-Con, so we're going to be there kind of mulling about the exhibit hall, but also uh, I have a panel, and so does Caitlin. We are both sitting on panels um, on Friday. Yours is at... 4 p.m. 4 p.m., yes. and I'm at 5 p.m. What are the titles of the panels? Uh, Heroes at the Mic. It's just basically about making a podcast. And uh, mine is uh, Philippine... I don't even know how to pronounce X. Philippine X's? Yeah, how do you say it? Philippine X, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. something I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Philippine X's. Some, some shit like that. Yeah. At, the la- at the last meeting, what like, who cares, say? right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Everything's been coordinated over um, <laughs> email. Uh, Philippine X's oh, uh, voices in podcasting. So uh, we'll go into that a little more uh, when we get to our SDCC section. But, um, oh, it's pretty soon. We should just... Well, whatever. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about SDCC, which is short for uh, San Diego Comic Con. We're going to talk about Stranger Things, season three, episodes four to six. Um, we're going to talk a little bit to Andy here about what he does. And uh, finally, we're going to do some um, news around the geek universe and cap everything off with a game by Caitlin. So let's move into our... It was like stereo. I know. You're welcome. THX Digital Dolby Surround Sound. Dolby Surround Sound. THX. It's in your game. That's not right. I know every motto. Just do it. Cotton, the fabric of our lives. What So let's move into our main topics. Um, First off, um, what? Oh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, Jen. Okay, so recently, Ronnie Chang put out a tweet that was was saying... Which was awesome. Yeah, and the tweet basically said, like, okay, so now that we're doing uh, Shang-Chi the movie, 
based on you know the Marvel comic universe character, the Chinese hero Shang Chi. Um, we should probably change his Chinese name because as it is right now, it's called San, which means up, and Chi, which means air. So it literally means up air and not rising huh. spirit, which is at, you know what the original <laughs> writers intended it Fat. for it to be. <laughs> Up air sounds kind of like a rising fart, <laughs> honestly. Because when I don't you see say, what's wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> what a better way to move an audience <laughs> than farts. through a rising fart? Rising fart, and it's true that you use the word air as part of like tai chi or like you know qi gong or like energy. qi energy right. air based like martial art. But when you put the word up in front of it, it actually kind of loses its meaning mm. or its intentional. Poetry, yeah. you know. So uh, Ronnie suggested that we should do Sun Chi, which you can still romanize as Shang Chi in American English, but Sun Chi means something with uh, godlike power, you know, has like godlike recognizable strength, which is something right. that like is already an existing idiom that you could use. Mm. So and, and and the word and particularly sun, if uh -huh. Disney Marvel wants to engage yeah. you know a Chinese market Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it's probably better to name your hero something totally. that's like... I mean, and this is kind of what we're already seeing, seeing with like Mulan, right? Mm -hmm. As they've basically kind of rebooted Mulan to kind of fit a Chinese aesthetic, right? I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh, I you mean, have we... issues with that. Oh, no, well, I mean, like, we've we've talked about that last oh, episode. Oh, okay, I missed out on that. No, it's all good. Yeah. But... Um, it was civil. I, <laughs> I do think that they it would behoove them to change the name to something that Chinese people would actually name their children. Or their heroes, for that matter. And not fart. And not fart. Something that sounds very similar right. to fart, honestly. Connotation of <laughs> fart. Yeah. Or at the very least, upper air, which you would never name a kid. So, I'm yeah. going to name my kid upper air. Upper air. <laughs> Sorry, kid. God forbid he becomes the lower air. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's, he's the upper burp air, and not air. the fart. Well, well no. his, his, his kid brother would be lower air. Right? A lower yeah. air. Upper <laughs> air, lower <laughs> air, middle air. Um, yeah. Nice. That's... I hopefully <laughs> Disney, you know, takes a suggestion. ABC Disney takes a suggestion, and um, I don't know. It sounds cool. I I, I retweeted it when I saw it, so nice. I was like, "This is good, good info." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So again, welcome, Andy. Yay! <laughs> so Jen. Oh yeah, I'm gonna introduce Andy <laughs> Lowe. He's the here in person, but his headshot is now relayed on <laughs> it's our TV like screen. High res. Meta narrative, I think. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about him while he's in the room, which is why the picture is up there. If I were to give a PowerPoint presentation on Andy, uh, it's that he's worked in the theater uh, canon for a long time. Um, <laughs> so I'm old, is what it is. <laughs> Basically. Well, Nothing He's currently the, <laughs> the production manager at East West Players as well as a casting director. He has previously worked at La Jolla Playhouse and has started his own theater company, Chinese Pirate Productions, in San Diego. Um, as well as Asian American Repertory Theater. As well so. as Asian American <laughs> Repertory Theater. So he has self-produced many different shows. He's also uh, worked to produce other works for Asian American artists, and he is a staple in the Asian American geek and arts, performing arts community. So we're really glad to have you. Well, thank you. Why are we talking like that? Um, <laughs> yeah, so Andy, if you want to talk about uh, what makes you a geek or like what started you off in the geek world uh well uh, i mean gee uh 
Well, I'm old, for, first of all. Uh, no, I mean, actually, uh, I mean, I've always kind of... The, the funny thing is that I would actually say, you know, I'm a lot of my career is kind of defined by my work uh, for Asian American community and Asian American arts and, uh, specifically. Uh, but if you ask me who I was culturally, I'd probably say geek American first. Uh, just because, I mean, we're talking about cultural identity, right? That's, right? that's That's where I would identify. I mean, you know, I mean, growing up, it was like, I remember there was a summer... Uh, and back when we had just beta, mm -hmm. and it was me and my oh, yeah, sister, Betamax. Uh, and we like pretty much every day was we were we had like four beta tapes. So we would, like every day was either watching Star Wars, nice. uh, wow. the Muppet movie, nice. Mary Poppins, or nice. Dumbo, and it was like those four films <laughs> on repeat because that's all there was. There weren't any other tapes. Right, right, so uh, so yeah, <laughs> so that was a whole right. summer like memorizing Muppets. Star Wars and Mary Poppins and Dumbo, and, and there were like four stations on TV. And <laughs> so. yeah, well, yeah, well, if that's if you unless you had the UHF, UHF dial yeah. beyond and that, UHF got phased out like what, yeah, or <laughs> something so. like that. So. <laughs> But old. what y'all talking about? <laughs> UHF used to be a band on TV. <laughs> it was like AMFM, uh, but like. Oh gosh, you really don't yeah. know. The, the so. I don't know what UHF is. So, okay, is. so beyond Channel 13 okay. was right. UHF. It was basically a different wavelength yeah. on which they broadcast. It's like you adjust your tracking and then you get no, a, so a no. channel selector as well. Yeah, so, so you, you had, had two dials. You had Wait, one what dial happened that to went cable? Like old there no fashioned. Cable. There was no cable? What about the no antennas? A that's satellite? What, that's, that's what that's the antenna what it was. was. But you yeah. had to go to a different like bandwidth to get to UHF channels. So, so like, imagine if uh, you had a radio today and it had two dials, one for uh, uh, AM and one for FM. That's what TV. That's what TVs were like back in the day. Gotcha. Like, like a radio. But that said, yeah. like okay. the singles were stronger. So I remember even in San Diego, I would still watch the Kung Fu Action Theater on Channel Five from LA. Nice. Oh. Uh, which we would get down there. Nice. <laughs> so what was your first fandom then? Probably Star Wars. Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Just as far as like, I mean, it was kind of so defining. I mean, of course, I mm, eventually get into comics and you know Star Trek and mm. everything else. Uh, but I mean, that was uh, it. Was really was that first summer with me and my sister memorizing <laughs> line for line. Mm. <laughs> did you watch the Star Wars films in theaters when they came out? The first one I did not because okay. that was well. Yeah, it must no, have been like I, two or something. Yeah, it was like, like two or three. Yeah. but I do remember like being very excited to see Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. uh, Whoa! Okay, in, uh, in the theater, so and old. I you cried. They had to carry me <laughs> out of the theater. It's a very famous story <laughs> of like you know I'm apparently was whimpering through the whole film. Wait, what? Uh, through you know, ESB? and then we yeah. got to the point where he, he, the hand gets cut off, right. and I'm like. Yeah. Ah! Imagine, man, watching that at school. Oh my god, too young. Watching the fly off. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it was traumatizing. I remember being pretty horrified, but not crying horrified. Like, just that entire scene. You know, I wasn't a little bitch. Hey, you're Walter tonight. You're Walter tonight, okay? So, you're going to take the blows because I always make fun of Walter. I'm sorry. I see how it is. You were sitting in Walter's seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Then it wasn't an insult. <laughs> Fair oh, game, man. yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> 
So um, anyway, so let's see. You're I, very, I will say this though. I, okay. I consider myself a geek of all trades. Good. Nice. Uh, yeah, in that, no, I in that, I, I, I don't really feel like because I've met so many people in this fandom community mm -hmm. that are so much more adept in things mm -hmm. than me that I, I get really uncomfortable trying to say, "Oh, I really know." Blah blah blah. Mm. Because yeah. like, I mean, like you talk about Star Wars, there are people I turn to right. who, like, when it gets to the novels, there are people I turn to. Right. When it comes to specifically prequel stuff, there's mm -hmm. people I turn to for, you know. Uh, a to to Tolkien yeah, lore. There's right. people I've turned to, you know, to, to Star Trek, right? Yeah. Uh, so far, I'm the only person a lot of people turn to for, for Transformers lore, though. So that's. No way! That's, <laughs> sorry. So, so that appears to be the one I can yeah. own. <laughs> that's <laughs> your shining piece. <laughs> I know. You just need Earl Sploosh a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just saw a photo of a new Unicron toy that's. that's I did. That yeah. Crazy. Oh, crowd looks really it. so good. Oh my God, that thing oh is nuts. Caution, wet floor. Well, Look it up. Well, after all, you're in the splash was zone, guys. Day, after all, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Till all are one. Till all are one. Oh my god. Till to light our darkest hour. <laughs> Holy shit! You got to touch. Oh my god! What just I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Please We're just transforming beam me all over up. the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Orson Welles' last film, man. Yeah. Mm. It was really yeah, Transformers. was Transformers. Well, yes, he was. Orson Welles did a Transformers because he was the planet-eating planet the robot. Oh, oh yeah. acting it. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought he like directed it. Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> no. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was That's a big insane. deal to have like. Yeah. Citizen <laughs> <laughs> Kane 2. Wow. Citizen Kane 2. Citizen Kane 2. Oh, man. I so thought you were made of sterner stuff, Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> now wow. you got him started. Oh, God. God, the puns will never end. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you're very involved in the theater making world yes. as far as, like, uh, not, not just, like, conventional theater, but also, like, uh, what is it called? Themed entertainment. You know what I mean? Because like that—that's very much wrapped up in your your knowledge of Disney. Yeah. You know. So like, how do the worlds of like themed entertainment slash like theater blend in or like draw from your gifts as a theater person? Uh, well, or, you know, or so as a geek, the, as the, a geek, the, I, should say. I mean, the interesting thing, I mean, theme, themed entertainment or you know theme parks or whatever. I mean, it's really it's still theater, right? Um, um the amazing thing is. It's all, all of these mediums, right, are just about telling a story. Mm -hmm. uh, the fascinating, fascinating thing to me about uh, immersive design specifically is that you are the protagonist, right? Mm -hmm. So, so how you progress a story with basically visual Easter eggs or visual cues uh, is such a wonderful, amazing, fascinating thing. Uh, and just watching just kind of the progression of this art because it literally was invented by the Imagineers in 1955. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, just kind of seeing how this has evolved uh, uh, is is still, I mean, it's still a, a lot of basic theatrical design principles that are taken to a gigantic scale, uh, pulling from, you know, film, right? Because your ca the camera is now your eye, right? Mm -hmm. uh, pulled from, from, um, from theater, from, you know, like color and texture. <laughs> Uh, uh, but it's also tactile because now you can actually touch it, you can engage it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, so that that's that's like a huge, you know, yeah. kind of bringing together of my sense of fandom, my sense of being a theater director, and the previously a design uh, theater designer at one time as well, and kind of mushing them all up into a snowball. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's something I love. Hopefully someday they'll hire me again. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Randy. 
movies. Uh. <laughs> so that, like, you know, this goes back to how, like, important immersive theater could be <laughs> for the future of the theater community, you know? And, like, theme parks and larger franchises, like you mentioned, are picking up on that and about how important presence is in telling the story. Maybe, like, placing you as the protagonist of, say, like, a video game, you know? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, this is something that was, I mean, to a certain degree, actually, that this whole idea of where we are at now in terms of, uh, I mean, back in the 90s, they referred to it as the new economy is the experience economy, right? Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and and this is was pioneered by uh, theme park designers, right? Mm -hmm. This idea that, um, you know, bringing home a commodity or bringing home a souvenir is not the same as bringing home a memory. Right. And bringing home a memory and experience is that's something that's kind of tactical, that is personal, mm -hmm. uh, has so much more impact and value, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, which is why we're kind of into this whole Instagram world. Uh, right. We want mementos that show that I was there and I experienced this. Mm -hmm. right? And it goes back to the liveness of theater, mm -hmm. right? All these are kind of like intertwined. So like how do you recreate the presence and the feeling of theater when you're, say, in Galaxy's Edge? Uh, oh, well, at, 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 at Galaxy's like Star Edge Wars. specifically? Or? Yeah, well, like, you know, just to use that as an example. Yeah, how specifically? You know, it's, 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 such, a, it's such a fascinating thing. So, so are, are we going into this now, or are we? Yeah. yeah. We okay, sure. Galaxy's um, Edge? Galaxy's Edge. Oh, um, is that the next thing? I think so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, no, before it's we fine. move on, I just want to acknowledge the chat really quick. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Aaron Nabus, speaking of Transformers, uh, <laughs> he just linked an SDCC uh, exclusive, <gasps> which is a um, a mashup of Opt Optimus Prime and Ecto One. Oh yeah. Did you see this one? Yeah, I think I've seen. I think I've seen. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So mm -hmm. I know yeah. I was like, he no, just I, I did see so someone made a. I think some independent toy maker made a, like a, an Ecto One Transformer oh, uh, nice. as well. So that's oh, out there yeah, somewhere yeah. too. Mm. That's gotta be cool. How does this make you guys feel? Uh, warm, fanboying, warm inside. Okay, I feel like Bastion. Bastion just named me at the end of the never ending story. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> they're so targeted right now. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We me are, and Jen are like, oh, are oh, there it is. So, look so cool. Yeah, look oh god, and, and roller. So, so okay. And so it comes like, with a matrix. So roller, and roller is a yeah. trap. Get out of here. Ghost trap. That's right. <laughs> it's dope. Wow. Roller's a trap. Yeah. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, uh, Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently we have a time specifically framed for that that is right after this. So I'm gonna like finish by okay. asking some more Andy specific questions. <laughs> so, uh, Andy specific Andy questions. You used to be a huge kung fu guy. How did yeah. that start? <laughs> well, I would say now I'm a huge kung fu guy. You're now still I'm just a huge kung fu guy. I used to be a smaller kung fu guy. Oh, my God. No, actually, at the height of my training, uh, I was training like five five to six days a week. Wow. Um, um, actually, no, the height of my training was when I was in high school, mm. and I was still training like five days a week, and I was wrestling. So wow. I would come out of wrestling practice, and then I would go uh, to work out. So you were jacked. Crazy. Or ripped, kind of, ripped, rather. Yeah, you've seen the old photos. Yeah, yeah. Have, have we? Seen the old <laughs> have we? Have <laughs> Can we get one of those on the screen <laughs> real quick? <I> <laughs> Actually, you, let's get one on the screen real quick. Facebook, like, right? Kung fu? Uh, I did. I did. We did the tournament at okay. that time Facebook. on the West Coast. There really wasn't a lot of kung fu right. uh, at the tournament scene, so it was all kempo. Yeah, and lots taekwondo. Of lots of yeah. Tons of kempo. So, but that said, the because because of that, a yeah. lot of the judges had no idea what we were doing. And, you right, know, because it was, because yeah. just, just the, the physical, it's, different. The it's so different. It's yeah. such an even just mentality. So they'd be like, oh, he looks fast. 
Okay. I know. Ten! <laughs> so, like doing a, like a karate cut. Well, and, and that was like the thing. So, yeah, so I mean, at, at, to a certain degree, I mean, I kind of stopped competing just because it, it didn't feel... It didn't feel like the art... Well, or I mean, well, no, I mean, you, it's the art is whatever it is to you. You okay. you do right. it, and you and you you uh, you know. So, I'm, so I, I I trained uh, in kung fu regularly for about nine years, and then before that, I did about four years in in, in a Korean style tung do. I dabbled a little bit in in Ernest Damano. So can you can you still kick ass? That's that's the real question. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm nowhere as precise as I was. So if you and Earl were to fight right now, like like right now, not that we want that to happen. Not that we totally don't want that to happen right now. If if any East West players patrons are out there, they actually got to see some of my handiwork because I actually did the combat choreography for Man of God. Oh right, right, right. Which was great. Yeah, I was like, oh, Andy did that. Super fun. Yeah, because it was partnered with director Jessica Prudencio, who kind of. We worked together on the idea of, you know, how can we recreate that kind of Crouching Tiger Wuxia mm-hmm. look uh, and, you know, keep it theatrical. Right. Um, we had to go back and forth a little bit because I really wanted this um, gag that I've used before for these, like, blo- uh, uh, throwing darts mm-hmm. right. that mm-hmm. were just basically pieces of fabric on a, on a, elast- a black elastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get that idea of effortlessly she flips the thing and it flies across the stage. Nice. Uh, and it looks <laughs> great. And she was it like, I don't excellent. know it might be look too magical to be and not theatrical enough and you know oh, so we know. had to hash it out like, yeah. so but it worked <laughs> yeah. out and it she, looked she, great she, it looked awesome did you guys did you see it i did not oh it was, it was so a good. great show yeah yeah man of god oh man so speaking of uh, east west players mm. which you are the current production manager of um director of production and casting Exactly. Now, so that's that's a relatively new <laughs> switch to the title. Get it right, Jen. That's the, uh, that's the official title. <laughs> director. Director of production. We slip that in there. Um, Just the tip. I think we might be running out of time, oh, yeah, but so I wanted to ask about. Um, well, what do you think the task of Asian representation means in this time? As of today, the task. You mean like what the job is for us? Yes. Or, uh, well, you know, it's interesting because. Um, it, you know, we've had a great year. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we have. Uh, but, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean anything yet. It's mm. it's great, Same. right? Uh, I, I mean, I, I remember back, so I, I actually founded my theater company in San Diego, San Diego Asian American Repertory Theater, back in 1995. And that was a reaction to... A boom back in back in those days because at that time we had the Joy Luck Club, the, we I was had say, yeah. um, Dragon the Bruce Lee story, yes, we sir. had Vanishing Sun on TV, right? We had, uh, Russell All American Wong. Girl. So that was yeah. like that was huge, and you know, and honestly, for me and a lot of other actors in San Diego at that time, yeah. a lot of people were working because either there was the Chinatown episode of whatever <laughs> show was shooting, there was the the the, the, true, the Yakuza, the Yakuza uh, episode, episode of the, the you know every right. year there'd be someone to do a Chinatown or, Vietnam, or, or a Vietnam uh, war, war story, yeah. Uh, and then there was also uh, Vanishing Sun right. um, and these other things. And then, you know, like like I, I earned my SAG card on a show called uh, Nightman, which was based on the Malibu. Nightman, yeah, yeah, I remember the Malibu comic. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, so we were all working a lot, right? And that was the thing was, was that was a boom. And, you know, but it can all go away, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying the boom died eventually? And yeah, there's a well, resurrection? Yeah. we're back to where a we were. A resurrection, <laughs> yeah. freaking... Phoenix from the flames. You know, when Scarlett did it start- Johansson is trying to take away... Jobs from trees and Groot's oh, out of the yeah. job. 
the hell? Oh, ScarJo. Targeting the galaxy. When did it start like petering out? When did it start petering out? I mean, what did you say? Like maybe like early 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. It was kind of like this dearth. Well, because what happened, I remember like, you know, I think the thing that really clued me in was, yeah, around that time was when Better Luck Tomorrow Right. Yeah, 2002. Because there was suddenly a boom in uh, Asian American film festivals. There was. Right around that time. Charlotte and it was suddenly yeah. all these people just trying to go, well, we can't, in spite of, the, you know, a lot of people started getting into the industry. Right. And then they had nowhere to go. Um, right. So then they started the making their own stuff. I mean, the, the story of BLT is amazing. Just BLT. Lynn. You know, basically taking out like 10 credit cards to fund oh, this right, film. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Flip side yeah. happened. <laughs> but, like all that stuff, but like I can mm. I can very distinctly remember when I started acting, which was two thousand seven ish, mm. two thousand eight. That the breakdowns by the time by the time I had started um, submitting, the breakdowns were back to what they were yeah. in the eighties. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Was, I couldn't was, get anything. Yeah, there, it was like uh, Kung Fu Master, um, Scientist, Best Friend. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my theory, I know we're running yeah. out of time, but my theory for that is that like the 90s became known as this period of, you know, there's like a Disney renaissance where right. you have multiculturalism being the issue of the day and right. people saw it as cheesy, kind of like that Cinderella adaptation with Brandy and Paolo Montalban. That's right. Yeah. The, yeah. And then people started cringing like, well, this looks weird. It looks like they're trying too hard. It looks a little too and SJW. So then I'm there was like, you know, it kind of. Uh, it rebounded it to like it was yeah, a no, backlash. Yeah, you know what? No one freaked out about Brandy and and and, and Paolo, and Paolo mm-hmm. the yeah. way they freaking out now, man. Know, yeah, so people weird. be tripping. Yeah. I don't know. Not my Ariel. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on guys. It's a mermaid. But I mean, like, I'd like to be optimistic in thinking that the reason why people are more outraged at Ariel now today is because there's a real spark in people now to actually make diversity happen. Yeah, they feel threatened. So they feel threatened. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. That's yeah. precisely the reason why. Whereas mm-hmm. they never did before. Before it was just kind of like, oh, you know, Brandy's doing an offshoot of like Cinderella, cool. Right, yeah. it wasn't even actually Disney. It was the Roger and Hammerstein. Right, it was the Roger yeah. and Hammerstein version. Yeah. But I mean, to me, like, you know, the real big thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember like for years, as long as I've been doing Asian American theater, it's always been a big push for we need the writers, we need the writers. Yep. Absolutely. And yeah. you know what? Uh, for me, at some point, I hit a point where like, I, I you know, uh, uh, selecting plays for Asian American Rep in San Diego, uh, I read so many good plays that were not getting produced or they were getting produced once because the grant was good for a world premiere and, and no one was it. getting s- s- second second productions. Right. So for me, it just kind of in my head, I like, you know what? I, I don't need to be another writer in this pool. I need to be a producer or director to start lobbying for this work. And I think we're still there, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see it like, you know, the 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 networks that are doing really well in diversity, uh, they've got a lot of pipeline programs, and the producers are there. The diverse producers are there to champion that work. Absolutely. At other company networks, like say CBS, where it's maybe diverse talent, but not diverse executives or right. producers. It's all like they're casting. Uh, an Asian person to play Jack Smith and the role is not really written for them and they're kind of cramming themselves into a generic role, which is both good and problematic all at once, right? right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like the good thing about this time as opposed to the 90s is that uh, there's actually the infrastructure for this to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we do move on, and I'm sorry, we do have to move (laughs) on. Um, I do want to say that um, speaking of uh, theater productions that got like one run and then didn't get to uh, get produced again, 
I, uh, I I totally want to see a production of Be Like Water again. Oh yeah, I, I that's really, a show I heard so much about. Oh, was and that, C- Caesar Cipriano, yeah. who I heard was fantastic. He's in it. great like, in it. Caesar, yeah, we know yeah. Him. he was he was Bruce Lee, and he was per- wow. fantastic. He was fantastic, dude, it was and it was a great play. So. Um, uh, but we're going to talk about Galaxy's Edge because Andy knows all about it. <laughs> he sure does. So, Andy, yes. <laughs> word around town is that you've been visiting someplace. <laughs> Some place. Some uh, galaxy far, far away. <laughs> but we've been watching you. But very frequently. <laughs> what? Just the edge. Just the edge. Just just the edge. Just the edge, though. But just the edge. Zing. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. Do tell. You never let the galaxies um, touch. Yeah. So, no. Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> across the streams, man. Uh, so, uh, Star Wars Galaxy means. Edge. Uh, it, it, you know, this is an amazing. So, this is kind of what I was talking about. Was you know, I, um, I'm an avid fan of the Disney parks. Uh, I could tell you all kinds of like the history of 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 all these original attractions, the way they kind of control sight lines. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to Galaxy's Edge, it is so fascinating because it is literally all the tricks they've learned from doing all of these more modern contemporary things. It's like, you know, even um, when you go to Florida, um, there's, there's, it's newer, it's, it's, there's more design there. However, uh, you can kind of tell where they cut the corners and where, right. you know. Uh, uh, and then you go to Tokyo, right? And you go to the Tokyo Disney Sea. And the the sightline control is is amazing. One land leads you to the next thing, and there's always something that kind of leads you forward. But you're always in kind of wherever you are, whatever time period you are. Um, the level of detail to kind of just where the sun is in the sky, uh, uh, wow. right? So like you, there's an area called Arabian Coast there, which is kind of like you know, kind of like the Aladdin area. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, they're conscious of. The sun sets this way, so there will only be windows facing the right. sun, so that you will always be in peak sun and you will always get high reflection. So even though it's cold in Tokyo, right. you are getting peak sun and peak blinding sunness. <laughs> and when you're indoors, you'll be constantly be lit under like latticed, uh, l- latticed light sources. So you're in this space where you're you're you know you're 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 aware of shade, right. and all of that sensibility and design is in Batu. Right, they have basically gone around the world to all of these kind of exotic marketplaces and recreated kind of uh, this own this this kind of pocket world, which pulls from various different um, kind of exotic you know exotic I hate the word uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> locales, right. but it really creates this this experience where you forget you're in Disneyland, right. mm. like mm. you're in there and you don't hear the train, you don't hear the steamship uh, tooting. You know, really? uh, and you can only see the peaks of Big Thunder Mountain, which blend in with the surrounding of the story of Batu, right? And the story of Batu is this planet uh, used to have a giant forest, right? So you can see here in the, in the pictures, right? All of these mountainous spires are supposed to, are modeled after petrified trees. So the idea that there was an ancient wow. forest uh, that all kind of through mineral rains and whatever, like became these giant fossilized you know, trees, fossilized tr- right. tree, uh, uh, mountain ranges, which you know create this very rocky uh, terrain that is perfect to create a safe harbor for smugglers and you know spaceships that are trying to not be found by the first order or you know whatever. So I mean, it kind of creates this this this, this uh, uh, amazing environment. The 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 interesting thing is you know versus the rest of Disneyland, which are like 
there's uh, a peak to a mountain that draws you towards it and keeps you going, and there's trails that lead you there, and you might go into a store, right? All of that kind of theming and story or, or you, know, you know, force perspective scale facades are designed to kind of be places that kind of put you in the mood of, I'm now in Switzerland, and I'm going to go on the Matterhorn, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, versus Galaxy's Edge, where there's right now only one ride and another ride opening in, in uh, January. Uh, but all of the environments are designed to be inhabited, Right, so Got there's it. more places to be to sit. All of the merchant, all the stores are now part of the story. There is a full Ithorian uh, 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 animatronic that sits down and stands up and goes and counts money on an abacus. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, is he on a, a, a giant track? abacus? No, uh, I I haven't like been able to sneak and look, but oh. he's on some kind of thing that allows him to stand up from right. his chair. Walk and turn around or amble, whatever, yeah. and then go to an abacus on the a giant abacus on the wall and count <laughs> his money. That's cool, right? Yeah. And this is part of the store experience, right? There's all of these little things, all these little details that keep the world alive, and everything is designed to be inhabited so that the experience, the 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 the, the inhabiting the the space is mm. an attraction in and of itself. Right. That's what makes it immersive. Right. Absolutely. Like every every audience member is. At once a participant as well as part of the world. And the amazing thing is, right, because of this, right, this is uh, represents maybe about a 20% um, expansion to uh, Disneyland's, like, land, right? Mm -hmm. But its capacity is so much more because even though there's only one ride, you know, and the rides right now only at tops getting about 60 minutes uh, wait time, 30 to 60 minutes. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah. But because there's so much attraction to just living in this land or visiting these shops, you know, they've got a the Toydarian toy maker where all I'm the a toy toys. Yes, yeah. I'm a Toydarian. I don't uh, think do so yes. yeah. <laughs> do, is this, is the fact that stereotypes. Yes. Yeah, Annie, Annie, you come back. Everybody in, in yeah. the people. <laughs> He's like, he's like a pot belly, but his wings are like super yeah, tiny. Like, and he's like, he's so flat. But they have this toy maker there who yeah. basically is, right. you can see in a window the, the, the silhouette of this toy maker, like basically carving wood toys. And all the toys are like, either look like they're hand sewn idols right. of Darth Vader or like little wooden dolls or dice, you know, it's all of this kind of handcrafted, like a local merchant, right? Mm. Everything is in store that way, right? I'm kind of glad that they're like giving some limelight to like the other um, alien races. Like you yeah. mentioned the Thorians and now like, yeah, um, uh, the Toydarians. Yeah. So, uh, there's gotta be other ones I'm sure that you've well, seen. So yeah, so I mean, this is the interesting thing, right? And I know there's been some complaint amongst the Star Wars fandom right. about it being set in the current movie era. So basically oh, post okay. The Last Jedi. Uh, uh, which means it's not the Empire, it's not Darth Vader, it's Kylo Ren and Rey and, you know... Right. Uh, yeah, shit we don't really care about. But, <laughs> but the thing oh, is, yeah. this is still very much in this world, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the lightsabers are still lightsabers. All of right. the, Everything is still a visual cue of of this world. Mm -hmm. uh, and it and it feels all tactile, right? So you do have, like, the Toydarians, and that's a callback to the Phantom Menace. You have, yeah. uh, you know... Um, the Bith jeweler who like where there's like jewelry created right. by a Bith and the Bith is the, the race who played the, the things in the, yeah. in the Tatooine right there's the yeah. Ithorian storekeeper oh, right. who's yeah. you know um, wow. who's, you know so uh, you know and, and it is you know there's there's enough of um, you know
know, of course, and then you get to the Millennium Falcon, and the Millennium right. Falcon is the <laughs> that's got to be the Falcon. crowning jewel of the entire How place. big really is that thing? It's like, one to one scale. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, uh, what what does that mean? Like, how it's how it's a, it means so, it's a real so Millennium Falcon? That, that gangplank that you see there, like, you can't walk on walk on it, but that's that's you. I mean, it's it's there. It's all there. Like, like you can be transported on it if what, it actually what worked. The, <laughs> so like, what say twenty feet? Yeah, long. Tw- tw- 20 feet long and right. about four feet wide, right? So that gives you a sense. That cockpit, I mean, is maybe Does that's got a f- 15 feet. The gunnery cockpit, the, too? Uh, yeah, uh, you don't get to see that, okay. but you do go on board, right? right? So they do have created this. Oh, and yeah, there's callbacks to the Clone Wars right. and Rebels as well. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, the character uh, Hondo, who's voiced by Jim Cummings, who I'm mm. a huge fan of. Uh, uh, Jim Cummings he, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, he... he they have an animatronic of him, and he walks around, and basically he sets up this whole story of the Millennium Falcon of now how he's in control of it, and he's hiring you as a crew, and Chewie may or may not know you're flying the Falcon on his behalf, right? right? So, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's the whole story of the ride, right? Wait, oh, so the the Millennium Falcon is the ride yes. that you go on. So, uh, so basically, you start up the story of your you know, there's uh, Hondo has a call out for pilots. And so you enter the ride queue and you enter a shop. You have a whole, well, first of all, you walk around the Falcon quite a bit. And if you have the, um, the app, this is another thing they've done. They have uh, have a Star Wars app, which is this, the, your phone is now your data pad in the Star Wars universe. Nice. So you can go around and Whoa. there are random, you know, uh, shipping containers that you can scan and go, oh, there's at-at plans in there. Well, maybe I can <laughs> bring this over to the Resistance and get, earn credits if I sell them to them, or I'll give them to them because I'll be a, an operative. <laughs> and you can work on your own alignment. It, this, the, the, so the brilliant thing about AR, this, great. It, it absolutely is, is yeah. that this is a life kind of LARPing version <laughs> right. LARPing. of of like an eight, the old eight, but like Dragon Warrior, right? right? right, right. Where you go into the town. Someone has a quest, NPCs. and you yeah. talk to yeah, and most of it is, is, is phone enabled, right? Right. But there are four functions where one where you can um, you can translate because a lot of things are written in Arabesh. <gasps> uh, uh, oh my god! Uh, there, there's the the the, the scanner where you can scan uh, uh, c- containers. There's the um, like Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's another thing where you can hack into uh, transmissions, so you can like listen in on conversations from the first order, or whatever, like that. So so I mean, so that's another way to engage in everything in the land. But so oh. yeah. Yeah. Right, so uh, like, even if you ask, like, hey, where's the bathroom? They don't give you, like, oh, the bathroom's over here. So they, they all, the, and the cast members are great, honestly. Uh, and you know, everyone from, like, the counter service people, you know, uh, the, the food service folks to, you know, the front line, you know, to the sweepers are are residents of the planet Batu, And they'll they'll ask you questions about what is that thing you're holding if it's something, you know, whatever, because they know you're an off-worlder, right? But they've all been encouraged to come up with their <laughs> own awesome. backstory of what planet they're from, <laughs> wow. or if they're so cool. from Batu. They do not fuck around. <gasps> yeah, no, I mean, well, I was actually wow. just reading an article about uh, a woman <laughs> who was... We're anti-fuckery. anti-fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> We're anti-fuckers. All right, well, it's, 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 it's Batu, so it might be Pudu-ers. Right? Pudu-ers. Pudu. Pudu. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. so it, that sounds it, freaking awesome. So. Oh no! I was just gonna say I'm gonna take a gander. It sounds like you like this place. I do like this place. How well, many and, times? And, and I'll say this too. Uh, I mean, there was so much worry over how packed this was gonna be yeah. right. that there was no one in the park right oh, now. Oh, it is snaps! Insane. Well, so so Let's I mean, literally, uh, like 
I was there the other day. Uh, the wait to get into Peter Pan was 25 minutes. Whoa. Wow. And everything else, like in like Disneyland proper, is about five to 15. Wow. Because, GTFO. and this is two things. It's one, it's people being afraid of the crowds. Right. And two, uh, the pass holders have all been blocked out in advance of Disney being afraid. Uh, right. And it's gotten actually kind of backfired a little bit because now they're starting to cut back on on uh, on cast members a little bit. Right. They're, they've cut back on some of the entertainment offerings. So, so hopefully things will pick up a bit once the pass holders are, are let back in. <laughs> it's a blackout. But time, uh, yeah. but for now, honestly, this is the best time to go. I mean, honestly, Damn I have it. not seen the park this like navigatable wow. uh, in years. And if anyone has friends who are pass holders, there's a deal right now where pass holders can bring up to three friends for $99 each. So, Well, I think our producers should just buy tickets for all of us, <laughs> and yeah. that'll be that. That'll be great. Like right yeah. after Comic-Con, you know? We'll just right. Do yeah, right after. <laughs> um, God. Uh, right. I, you know, I wasn't super excited about going. I was... Like ah, uh, it's I'm gonna wait. Um, Same. Like I did I'm kind of pumped Potter. right now. I know. After God, listening now I to all. If, if you want to see more pictures, I mean, as you can attest to, I post a lot of Non-stop. photos. Non-stop. Yeah, I've I do heard. See them. I've heard. I look at them and I'm like, um, I'm not gonna look at these because I'm gonna get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, I'm gonna. But yeah, the Instagram on. is <laughs> at Chinese Pirate. The I is a one. Yes. Which I? In Chinese oh, or yeah. pirate? In pirate. Thank you. Gotcha. Chinese P1. Chinese. Chinese, Chinese pirate. Chinese pirate. What does so, the Chinese pirate uh, say? L. L? L. R. Because they, they mix up their L's and their R's. It's a brand. Going on to other, I guess, Disney properties. Um, they just announced uh, that uh, Marvel is going to be back in Hall H for mm-hmm. SDCC um, this year. Um, and we are going to be in SDCC! Yeah! San Diego Comic-Con. For, um, well, I mean, we mentioned it earlier. I'm going to have a panel. So is Caitlin. We're, mine is right after hers. Um, it's going to be off-site at uh, the um, San Diego Public Library. But um, we are all going to be there... Um, I think most some of us are going to be there, right? Uh, the crew <laughs> too. Uh, but we'll we'll be there, and uh, we're going to be walking around just experiencing things. Uh, this is actually the first time for both Jen and Caitlin. Tis. Are Tis. you all excited? I'm. Wow, I was going to say something, but I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What were you going to say, Caitlin? Nothing. <laughs> oh my! I gosh. am eager. Right. To pop that cherry. To pop that cherry. <laughs> oh Have my y'all, god, cherry. So y- you've suspicious. never you've never seen like um kind of uh, a con of this magnitude, have you? Uh, no. Of this size? Well, no. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to anticipate. You know, size matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy just says size matters. Size matters. <laughs> oh my god. I can only please. imagine. <laughs> it's it's how you use it. Okay. Yeah, true. thank you, Jen. Uh, anyway, thank you. So, thank you. What are we talking so about? Exactly? We're talking about cons. cons. You pervert. So I actually got a free ticket last year. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know about this. And then, and then and then like I got cast in Caitlin's production, which she was directing. Was and it really my production met. though? No. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I did. I'm so, I just wanted her to myself. I know. I planned for us to pop those cherries well, together. Together, the thing, together long, long as game. one. The thing is, is that the Comic-Con from last year took place on the exact same dates as our performance nights. Yes. So yes. it was oh utterly gosh. impossible. Right. I was very I mean, sad. it was possible. Our producer just didn't want to let you. Well, <laughs> he didn't want to risk it. Yeah. yeah. It was possible for me to like maybe slip out and attend preview night and then yeah. come back in time for the first show. But that would have right. been pushing it, honestly. I would have let you. Thank well, you. <laughs> I, 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 I look yeah. forward to hearing your guys' impressions right. because God. it really oh. is an experience. I mean, it's like we'll give you the play-by-play. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: it's like this is this is Nerd Pride Week, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. It's I mean, night oh week. And you know, I grew up in San Diego, so I've been going. God. So you've felt it on the local side, like oh as yeah. A local. It's I mean, just and like, there is a part of me that like disruptive. laments, yeah, that. Con has become what it is, and I can't just right. go and look at back issues anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. but didn't it uh, used to be like eight bucks to enter at one point? Oh, yeah, well, like, like I, basically yeah. free. Yeah, like, the, like when I was a kid. Yeah, no, 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 I, mean, not, I think the yeah. first time I went was like eighty nine or ninety or something like that. Not, that e- not even that right, long ago. That was like right before ago. Batman. Uh, uh, was the first time I went. Eighty nine Batman. Batman no, because my friend who's my friend who's my age said he remembers when he only had to pay eight dollars to get in. So it can't have been that long ago. I remember the last time I went before the boom happened. Mm. Was um, the year that Twilight went to uh, oh. um, to Con, and I paid sixty dollars for yeah. all four for days. All for but even back then, it was only sixty dollars. Yeah, it was only sixty dollars. So like eleven years ago, like ten years ago, yeah, 10, eleven years ago. Because really, what I mean, this whole the whole the point where we're at now, where like all sold out in an hour, right, right. and they need the new like that's and only the lottery system really been wow. in yeah probably what since two thousand nine maybe mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Hamilton. I mean, it was crazy then, still, but but I mean, to the point like, where they needed ooh. to find a new <laughs> right. vendor who had to build new servers in order right, to handle exactly. their sa- their wow. sales. Right. Like that's a new thing. And uh, not everyone who wants to buy a ticket can even purchase one. You have right. to exactly. enter the lottery, be selected to be in the room, and you have to make the purchase at the exact right time. Otherwise, you get logged out of the the lobby room. Well, and this is the amazing thing that where we are now, right? Is that it is big enough that it is completely gone beyond the con so right like, i don't have a ticket this year actually because my my pro uh my pro credentials oh, right. it, it were not right. in the laps a little bit so i so yeah so ah, i'll be able to go next year dang. however yeah. like i still like if if i didn't have to work that weekend right uh i'd still go because there's still so many things you can do there's so much like they the the amount of like external uh activations mm-hmm. um at this point is like yeah, like what Andy said, you don't even need uh, a pass. You can just walk around and see a whole bunch of stuff because a lot of the stuff that they used to do inside mm-hmm. the exhibit hall is now outside. Well, and also a lot of the stuff they can do once they realize they're doing offsite locations, right? Stuff they could never have done. Yeah, inside, inside. the hall. Right? Uh, a lot of these are immersive uh, uh, in, in, uh, activations mm-hmm. that are like you know like what uh, was it last year? Was it last year they did the Westworld thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was like they literally like blindfolded you and threw you into a truck. And <laughs> oh yeah, it was crazy. Oh, I love that. <laughs> they shit. used to leave. They would leave um, uh, little Manila envelopes all over the gas lamp, and yeah. oh, people would pick it up. Like, What's this? And then yes. you would open it, and they would have to, you know, lead them to like either Westworld or I think, um, gosh, was it last year that were was um, Blade Runner? I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, or the year before, possibly. Uh, yeah, thirty-nine. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. two yeah. years ago, I went and I did the Blade Runner experience. Yeah, you did. Two years ago. And that yeah, was the same year they did the Westworld, and I tried to go mm. to both, but the Blade Runner one. Was I waited 
four hours. No. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. The, the, it was so fucking good. <laughs> so here's the thing. You know, it was super so cool. I, so I did that. <laughs> I did that, but I didn't do the VR. So I got in in like 45 minutes. Yeah, I did the VR yeah. and the... Because essentially what the experience was is you, you, you're riding, you put on a, uh, um, a gear, gear VR, and you did like you're chasing uh, a replicant. Okay. And then you do that whole ride, you end, and then you go in, and it's basically, it was actually sponsored by like Johnny Walker, so you actually had Johnny yeah. Walker shots. And you ate like ramen, like they're they're like actual they, shots. They, they had they had actors that were in costume wow. and, and Blade Runner. This you. sounds legit. This sounds really great. So cool because it was very immersive. Because they had all the cast and stuff. They were just walking around in character. Nice. So and they're sitting like at the bar, and you can sit at the bar with them too. And they're like talking. They have this little story, but it was like. You get you get shaken down too. Some some guy like checks yeah. to searches you to see if you're a replicant, and you they make you take a does he a touch you? Test <laughs> and then how you know, hard does he touch you? It's a photo op. And where? But they scan your eyes to see if you're a <laughs> oh. if, you, if you have emotions. Can, can wow. I ask what do you think me and Jen can look forward to this year since we don't know what to expect? Okay. Oh. Well, there's a list here of activations, so here are right. some offsite events. Uh, Amazon Prime has the, uh, their video experience yes. when they're right. uh, they're promoting all of their new shows, uh, the, the Boys and Expanse. Um, there's a, a Batman experience, uh, collect, largest collection of props and costumes that's uh, mm. located at the Comic Con Museum, and that's another thing you can do if you don't right. have oh, a, uh, a badge. Buy gifts uh, for our friends outside the of the con. That's yeah. actually no, that's actually in um, in uh, Balboa Park. Oh, so they're oh. setting up the new Comic Con Museum. Oh my God, they're all the way in Bubble. Which is How going to be a year-round Comic-Con, uh, which is very exciting. Right. Uh, they're designing a whole new museum experience. Uh, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine experience, uh, The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead Dead Quarters, the Fox Fan Fair, uh, FX Fearless Forum, uh, the, the Good, Good Place, Place Diner, Diner. Um, an HBO Watchmen activation. <laughs> um, then they've got uh, an exhibit uh, about Jean-Luc Picard, prepping for the new uh, Picard series. Uh, yeah. Superstores, Cloud Nine pop-up, Twilight Zone experience. That sounds <gasps> cool. Ooh, gotta go that Vikings okay. Battle Axe training and Warner Brothers experience. Oh shit! Uh, walk Battle through experiences X. featuring Pokemon, Detective P Pikachu, and Shazam. So. Uh, okay. There's also tons of parties and stuff too. Right. Which, what kind of parties? Uh, they range. I mean, sex parties. Yeah. Perfect. Lots of sex parties. What? <laughs> get in for free? What did you say? Lots of sex parties. Okay. Well, this is the thing. Like a lot of these activations end up becoming <laughs> lo locations scared. for parties too. Like yeah, I was gonna say, probably one of the best activations I did was. In 2008, when they did Tron, and they were getting ready I for, for yeah. Tron, League. and so yeah. that's the thing. So I was doing the whole ARG right. uh, that they had leading up to that. So there's a whole thing where you're a hacker, and uh -huh. you but they they led it up to an activation where they recreated Flynn's arcade, and they had like 80s yes. arcade cabinets, yeah. so, and they had the Tron cabinet in the back where you know something would happen, the light would flicker, the Tron cabinet would open up, and you'd go in. They had the lab set up, mm -hmm. and in the back you were then in the grid, and they right. were at the end of line club. Where you know they had some actresses who were there as as uh, as characters walking around and had a bar set up and that's where they actually did the 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 party, um, uh, the, uh, for the, for you know after parties every night. I love you. Tron. <laughs> Comic Con is crazy. It's yeah. like <laughs> I bet, man. I, I bet. Yeah. So. Uh, I did kind of do a little research. So if you look up the Hollywood Reporter, they have a great list mm -hmm. of panels, parties, and activations, right. um, oh. which is where I stole this from. But isn't uh, it too late to RSVP to the parties? Not to all of them. No. So, okay. And this actually has a great list of, of links to where you can RSVP for some of those. Excellent. So 
Jen, I trust you're taking all this I'm down. taking a lot <laughs> of well, I mean, She loves to take notes, so I just after let her. done with this, you can keep this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, or that, yeah, or that. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm at the point where, like, uh, I, I've been to con. You're an old veteran. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is ah, sissy stuff. I'll end up where I end up. Now, are there <laughs> any Hall H things that you're looking forward Whoa. to? Game of Thrones, Hall H. I just <laughs> oh, yay! Wait, do you think the, so, the, the actors are going to be there? Oh, yeah, like, they'll definitely oh, be there. Really? Well, what I mean, day? Well, I mean, they're, 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 I mean it's, it's Hall H we're talking about. Friday. So, it, it, I mean, wait, no, I have no, a no. VIP pass, right? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, Let yeah. me tell you about Hall H. So, Hall H is where they do all the big panels, I right? I heard. And the process to get into Hall H is you have to wait in line to get a pass to get into Hall H. Okay, but we can cut the lines, right? No. <laughs> but someone People told camp me out. I could People cut literally, the lines. literally bring air mattresses air and mattresses. sleep overnight. Oh, so you're so saying you we can't wait, get in? You have to wait the day before. So uh, I'll give you a little perspective. It, it depends. Like, I don't know how they're doing it. Because last right. year it wasn't too bad. And what they actually did was they would... Give you like a voucher or whatever like that yeah, to, to come back during a time. Doing, yeah. yeah. Well, wait. So if it's on a Saturday, then we just need to be there on a Friday night. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. You have to be there Friday morning. The fuck? Yeah. And just camp out all day. And just camp out mm -hmm. all day. But but we've got a panel to go to. Exactly. Hang on. Yeah. So this is taking place Friday. The Game of Thrones so and the West. Oh, so we definitely can't make it because we're not gonna be there till Friday. We're not gonna be there till Thursday night. Thursday night, which is that's what you I mean. You could try to like you could pay like line waiters or something. But <laughs> Wait, like, so you're saying there's no way? Like, it's good. It's like it's always worth going to check because yes. like here's the thing that there are some things that will not draw as big of a crowd. Mm -hmm. But uh, so sometimes you can get lucky, right? So yeah. Game of Thrones will probably gather a pretty large crowd, but if the thing before it is like low, then you maybe can like get into the in. final before, maybe, and then like camp out there. But the way it works with Hall H yeah. is like you get tickets for the day of, not for yep. the individual panels. So you um, and they don't clear the room in between panels. So once you leave Hall H, you're in there for the entire day. So your best bet is to get into the line on Thursday, like afternoon, sit there and wait with um, <laughs> the entire group of and people. And sleep there? Um, until they give you the vouchers, which sometimes happens around two or three in the morning. Wait, wait Jen, we're getting there at two or three in the morning. We're getting there at like two, three in the morning. Right. On Thursday. But it, uh, by then, the line might be too long for you to get vouchers. But you know it's not. It's, uh, we it's can still looking. check it out. It's worth, it's worth checking. checking. Out. I'm yeah. not saying that like it's impossible. I'm just saying that there have been instances where last year my friends were trying to get into the Saturday Hall H. They got into line um, on Friday 5 p.m. Okay. And they still didn't get a ticket. <laughs> when two o'clock in the morning rolled around and they were hanging around handing out tickets. No. So, like way. so. So when so when I when I do con, I mean I'll pick like this is the day that I'm just gonna try and get in panels. And, exactly. And it's like, and I'm not gonna get my heart set on any one panel. I'm gonna go, this is a day where the whole schedule has things that I might be interested in, or you know, might have the big panel, and I'm like, I could get into it, or I could not, but at least I'm, if I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna camp the whole day, because I'm never gonna get this chance again. You guys, oh, yeah. bad news is that the Game of Thrones panel is happening on Friday at 5.30. PM? Yes. Well, Jen, we... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I mean, we don't gotta be a no panel. I mean, unless right. like Our panel. you can work yeah. some Your panel. magic oh, and get whoever your escort right, right. is to like escort you right. in through like. 
Right. Earl's but just like, excuse me, guys, I, uh, I got a go. panel to attend. So, 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 so here's some quick rundown of things that I found interesting. So uh, Thursday, there's the Terminator Dark Fate panel. Probably the whole cast is going to be there, including Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton right. and Mackenzie Davis. Uh, Friday, the Rick and Morty panel is going to oh, be yeah, on. Gonna be crazy. Uh, so that's that's another big big uh, one. That's actually in the Hilton. Uh, so not in Hall H. Steven Universe will be uh, there on Friday as well. A uh, friend of Eastwest players, right. Dee Dee Magno Hall. Exactly. Right. He's in that cast. It's Pearl. Uh, the Witcher, the new Netflix series, is in Hall H <gasps> on Friday. Uh, the Dark <laughs> Crystal Age of Resistance is on Friday. Oh. So Friday's uh, a lot of people's days. Also Day Game of Thrones, right. Creep Show, Preacher. Creep Show. Um, Saturday is the Star Trek one. Which, right. uh, uh, yeah, for next season of Discovery and Picard. Cool. Picard. Let's go to the Don't Rave of Thrones. Rave of Hodor <laughs> is DJing. Oh, Not get out of here. Christian Aaron, yeah. Um, cool. They've also um, got, they're going to do a preview of, uh, of Batwoman on Saturday. Wait, when's Rave of Thrones? Thursday night. Motherfucker. Okay. It sounds like we got a lot of planning. To we do. got a lot of planning. Yeah. So, I mean, especially you two, if you want to get into Hall H, we yeah. do. I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm just there to. It, it literally, Con is reunion time for me to see everybody. Um, but uh, we do our, have our panels uh, at the same time. Well, mine is at, apparently at the same time as the Game of Thrones panel in Hall H. Caitlin's <laughs> is right before. Um, I, if you do go to my panel, uh, we are doing a giveaway. Um, I am in an indie film called uh, oh. Lumpia with a Vengeance. That's our panel. Uh, Philippine X Voices in Podcasting. Uh, I'm uh, the associate producer and I'm an actor in uh, an indie film called Lumpia with a Vengeance. Our con exclusive is our the actual uh, movie poster that was drawn by uh, Wills Protasio and colored by um, Raymond Lee. If you don't know the name Wills Protasio, he drew Wetworks and X-Men. He invented Bishop. So he drew um, uh, a poster for us uh, with me. I'm included in there. You can spot me right in between um, Mark Munoz's uh, legs. Are you the dude? <laughs> Wait, where you what? belong. That's where I belong. <laughs> so we'll be giving oh, that away okay. at... Um, at um, uh, the panel that I'm in. So if you're there, just hit me up. Uh, we'll nice. figure out how to do that. But yeah, cool stuff. Um, moving on. Oh, and then your panel? Oh, my panel is just heroes at the mic. Right, there it goes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eye of the pink hair. Aaron Nabis is in oh, chat, and he's uh, sa okay. he said that he's um, in a panel with Caitlin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's it. Right. And Neil Half Halford, who's an old, old friend back when oh, I was cool. running GamerCon. Nice. I know he's a designer, right? He was... Uh, he, uh, yeah, he used to be a game designer, and he also does radio dramas now, actually. Oh, cool. He oh, actually very cool. That's right. was uh, just trying to work on a, on a radio drama set in uh, Japanese internment camps, maybe wow. last year. Yeah, yeah he's, he's working on that now, yeah. right? Pre-production. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. So, yeah, SDCC, um, starting, <laughs> starting tomorrow, basically. <laughs> Tomorrow's preview night, so we'll see. Oh, God, um, tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday. Good yeah. Wow. Good. Wow. Oh my God, so see Wednesday. people there uh, so until sad. Sunday. Uh, hit us up if you're going to be there. Hit us up on Pangeekery or on one of our socials, and maybe you can say what's up. Um, we are going to move on to Stranger Things, Season 3, Episodes 4 through Woo. 6. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Andy. Um, oh, did you, you have a chance to catch up? On I did places? get a chance to catch up on it. Uh, I'm having a blast. And, you you're know, right. the, the interesting thing to me is how much... How much they are able, how much more they're able to do now mm -hmm. that the kids are older. 
Right. That's true. Okay. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it's like they were all, you know, they were they were more just kind of reacting to stuff now. Right. Now they're able to dr- kind of like have them drive some of the action a little bit more, which is kind right. of fun. I'll agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um what what were your um everybody's kind of general thoughts? So I know Andy you you had a good time with it. Well, so, four through six specifically. So we're not talking about the end, the last two episodes. Right. Um, so I remember uh, Andy didn't join us for last time, but last time I kind of ripped it apart. Because <laughs> I, I really felt as if like the whole first three episodes were like searching loosely for plot, but not quite finding it. Like it had a very hard time locating the conflict because everybody was just kind of like doing a narrative victory lap of like, didn't you love us? Like, wasn't it great when we were us and we could do things that you remember us doing? You know, it just felt like a callback. And then now, like, from four to six episodes, um, it does feel like they're finally entering the conflict. Finally, like, everybody's starting to kind of get on the same page. But at the same time, I still feel as if there's a heart that's missing. You know, in the first two seasons, you had Will being the primary protagonist that is endangered. And so the entire small town of Hawkins is, like, charged to, like, bring back this child that they love. You know what I mean? In this season, it's more of a no one's really in danger. I mean, they they participate in dangerous activities, but the real people who are in danger are people that we didn't initially like, like Billy or Heather, who we didn't even meet, you know? Like, there is even this moment, like, where Nancy is almost killed by the, you know, the giant creature, and she isn't for some reason because she's saved at the very last minute. So you don't feel like episodes one through three were, I mean, because for me, oops, sorry. For me, I mean, a lot of that was just kind of like, okay, this is where these characters are now, right? I mean, and because we've grown an affection for everyone, we kind of, I mean, it does get us a little slow because we do have to check in with so many characters now, right? Mm -hmm. But but I thought it, it gave a lot of time to go, okay, he's at the Scoops Ahoy. Mm-hmm. The kids right. of, are, are dating now and they're discovering their hormonal and all that, right? That mm-hmm. part I didn't have an issue with. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, like, the issue that I had was that they didn't seem like they entered the conflict smoothly. Really? You know, like, uh, Hopper, especially, I don't know how much I want to unpack. I don't want to dominate this whole thing. <laughs> but I just felt like people were reduced to, like, shells of what their mm-hmm. characters were. Like, Joyce in particular, who, like, the, her only driving motivation, which I will talk about for like episodes four to six, is about why her magnets fell. She she is willing to put her life, her Hopper's life, and the life of her kids. You know what I mean? Like, who cares about well, the kids for this? I think poem? there was impetus behind that, though. What was it? The, the impetus behind that was that um, she recognized it as anything that is goes like awry, anything that goes different with the world, is a sign that something further bad could be happening with everything else with her son. Yeah. I, I think it's just it, it makes her ears perk up. It's like when a dog when they when they sniff something in the wind, like oh what is that? It might not be anything, but I should check it out. I, well, I, okay, oh, go ahead. No, 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 it's no, fine. I haven't talked. Well, haven't oh, talked. I, I was gonna say, um, you know, I, I definitely think that's what they were trying to do right. because mm-hmm. from season one, Joyce has been aware of all this like kind of weird psychic electrical energy that her has intuition. been surrounding right. and intuition about her son, and she's mm-hmm. suffered so much these past few years about yeah. her son. At the same time, Jen, I do see what you're saying. It's just that the magnets weren't working and the <laughs> magnets fell. I'm sure there can be reasons in everyday real life. No, there's ma- no reason for magnets to drop like that. Well, oh, and also, wow. and also okay. let me ask you this, though. But did, did it not impact you when they go back to the side of the lab and you kind of get to the root of her anxiety where she's like, 
remember the, the, so there's the whole thing where she's she's coming back to Sean Astin getting killed and and there's her whole thing there's this whole theme of who is able right. to move on and who is not able to move on. And Wait, she, which part you know, are you talking about? When she's they go back to the lab, lab. Uh-huh. and she flashes and back to when Sean Ch- Ch- asked. Oh, right. right. Okay. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. When Bob died. When Bob dies. Here's yeah. the thing. Another thing is, why would a woman who has been traumatized in that same lab mm-hmm. return to the same lab out of curiosity about magnets? You know what I mean? But so again, I don't think it's just curiosity. Yeah. It's not about magnets. Magnets are just like what it's coded to be. Like it mean it's something <laughs> far deeper than magnets. But the, her, they, sorry, no, her retort during like episode six when she talks with the who is the what is the name of the guy who uh, helped Nancy and Jonathan figure out the the conspiracy I with can't the remember Russians? His name to be honest. Remember oh, the conspiracy oh, the weird theory guy? guy? Yeah. Right, right. They go to their house, yeah. bald, the right? Yeah, and um, then Joyce loses her shit. Remember right. that yeah. scene? Yeah. Joyce oh. loses her shit. <laughs> that part was so forced. And then the the <laughs> culmination of that entire thing is she says, so I can figure out why my magnets dropped. But that was just them trying to be funny. That was right. them inserting some humor. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, you've got to read past that. That's I see what you're both saying. Like, right. <laughs> I, no, I really do see what you're both saying. Right. I can sort of see why Jen's a little frustrated because the writers could have employed other means right. of causing Absolutely. Joyce to become suspicious than just magnets falling. I, I get yes, 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 yes. So, so, well, so your problem is not the magnets. Your problem is that there wasn't more than that. There yeah. wasn't that, enough that, that was motivation right. yeah. for her okay. to emotionally traumatize herself again. Yes, like maybe it has something to do with the love of her son but oh, that was not made is. clear to me i mean I, it was to me, super clear to me to, to me it came mm. out clear when they get into the when hopper calls her out on i heard that you're thinking about selling the house that's uh-huh. very, that's something that people missed tons of people missed really that. yeah mm. i heard your th- that, that 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 blared to me like oh so she's this is this she's is her she's got leaving. a whole right. anxiety about the town mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. pretty much drives every decision right because they didn't show that be happening mm-hmm. in um in the setup episodes mm. Which is one of my which, which is I was okay right. with though because I mean to, I mean to let it kind of I don't know maybe wait I mean, don't they mention it in season two briefly that's what I heard that it's right. like briefly she mentions like mm-hmm. maybe moving in season two yeah right. so like that's a, a they're hearkening that mm-hmm. right. yeah it's a possibility speaking of Hopper what the fuck happened yeah. to him no, not just Hopper but like a Everybody. lot of the characters a lot of the characters yeah. but mostly Hopper yeah kind of like weird Hopper, shells of themselves I was like what's going on with this I okay. understand well, Andy you liked from. it right so what did well, you well because I was really enjoying it just because they're going straight like they're, it's the full Nick Hard Nolte 80s, right in the it's the mm-hmm. full Nick Nolte basically it is, it's, I don't care about that. I okay, I think that's funny. Well, and okay, so this is no, coming to that, the, the point that. that we were talking about right. before, right? Is that there are so many, there are so many specifically '80s tropes, right? Yeah, that, that are are sprinkled throughout everything, uh, uh, to the point that Hopper is really just kind of playing that Nick Nolte, you know, forty-eight hours icon. Uh, uh, right, right, right. I get that. Here's the almost thing like that. Magnum PI too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, Magnum I mean, they PI. The, the shirt is like They're Miami Vice. Right. Wow. Yeah. I care. He, he's, straight up, he's straight up. Somebody calls him Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So here's I mean, the thing. Right. But I mean, like, yes, I was not alive during the eighties. <laughs> right. We've been but waiting the, is, the entire show for you to say that. I was not alive during the eighties. <laughs> confession. But the thing is, 
I love Stranger Things season one and two. And, right. I th and I think the reason why is that it's able to employ the nostalgia in such a way that it can be self-reflexive about it. So that in the narrative storytelling, you can have like a real genuinely engaging story that applies to modern times while still hearkening back to that nostalgia. Without beating you over the head with beating it. Beating you over the head with it. Right. So this season, <laughs> sorry, just to make the distinction right. so you can like tear me down if you want. This season feels <laughs> so much like it's leaning into that while ripping out the heart of what made it relatable before. Agreed. And that's I have the reason to. why Hopper leaning, Hopper was always to me like a hero with a right. heart of gold who was willing to sacrifice himself. He doesn't seem like he even cares about like Jane 11 after they run off on their mission. You know, like. Well, he was, to be fair though, he was always a drunk and he was always yes, very Yes, he was, he was, he was but he also, he was never hysterical. He was, he was not neurotic, yes. and he wasn't violent as fuck he and manipulative. Threatened to chop off the Ye mayor's finger, yeah. point a gun at a random like person's head <laughs> oh, when he was like about shit. to chop See, off the mayor's finger. Out of character, it's so out of character. It. Yeah, completely out of character is what um, we mean. No, you what, know, no, I agree with you. I show, feel like Hopper was like. I was like, who is this guy? They were but struggling <laughs> for plot in the first two episodes. The right. biggest Thank conflict you. he had was right, right, his, right. his yes. adoptive daughter is making out with a boy. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. Who gives a flying fuck? That was the like, whole crux of the first three episodes. I know. That's why it was so ridiculous. That's what I mean. It's like as soon as he put on that Hawaiian fucking shirt, right. it was like a fucking total <laughs> character transformation. Came. Death of character, yes. I can't believe it, too. And the thing is, the more insidious thing about Hopper right. to me now is that Joyce has said no. You know, <laughs> Joyce has not shown up to oh, dinner. Oh, okay, right, right. Joyce it has, could be worse, but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, he's still like hamming it in there. But you also, know what when I mean? jo Joyce like trying to make it seem like it's okay that she didn't show up to dinner was well, also a really thin excuse. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, I think where we are narratively, though, like the the that aspect is not the priority in either of their worlds. Oh God! Right if now. they but end up together, I'm gonna be very, very pissed. <laughs> Really? I mean, uh, yeah. they might twist some shit no, around. No, but the thing so. is, if they ended up together at the end of season two, I would have been like, wow, that's nice. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. seeing who he is right now, I'm like, is there any redeemable... What separates him from the evil Russian guy? Honestly, nothing. Apart from the fact it that he's American. It will make sense. Mm -hmm. I'm going will to it? say. I think what it kind of What kind of alcohol is he drinking? Well, who the I hopper? Like, oh, yeah. He's turning into another guy. Well, vodka, right? <laughs> Smart off. Um, I, that's another thing. Sorry. What's Smirna? Oh, the whole Russian thing. Um, he like was behaving kind what, of really racist. Like, yeah, he, uh, he was. Well, it was the eighties. But oh, it was the eighties. <laughs> I get it. Um, it was just. What did you, what did you, what did you guys think of, of the uh, like whether of the or whole it was racist or not? Sorry, Earl, you were saying something too. Um, I I just want to say that like I I don't think the eighties stuff is like being um overdone. I it's like um. And I, I understand this. We talked about this previously, but uh, <laughs> I, being alive in the '80s and seeing all this kind of being put on screen, it's not. I know to you it might seem that like it's a, uh, it, it it feels like oh this is a pastiche that is being put on. Mm -hmm. For uh, I watch that and I'm like, this looks just like the films that I used to watch in the '80s. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay, I'm with, okay that with that. Too. that. Right. The problem being is that this season, to me, feels lacking in narrative content, and so becomes only a like a facade, right? A as well as a, t a major tonal that. change. I, I can see that. It doesn't feel like Stranger Things anymore. It doesn't. It feels like some campy, fucking B-rated. <laughs> well, but see, but here's the thing. I think you're being extreme. Fucking I think, comedy. Because um, here's no, the thing. Because my my feeling yeah. though is that 
Stranger Things has always felt like it can't be 80s B. And, 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 that, and that was what yeah, made it, it wonderful. It I, never, it I never saw it. It, it has been campy. It has it been, it has been oh, campy. Yeah, no, it campy is bad. No, campy is no, good. Campy is good. The 80s is good. I love 80s and films. No, and, and, and part of this you is mining, like mining this nostalgia. No. Fi- finding this, finding this right. balance between what is novel and what is familiar, right? And the thing is, now as they've progressed to 1985, they're leaning heavily into these other tropes, which was as they're get, they're turning into teenagers, and you got all this kind of fast times at Ridgemont High references. Right. You got like all the mall stuff, you know, which I does change the the tenor right. of, of the of the, in the tone, right? Aside it from does. the references, I mean, I you know, it's wonderful that like one show can harken back to so many references right. and have you like recognize yeah. them, it like it and touch on an emotional like nerve. That's amazing. But at the same time, if you load it up so top heavy with those references without offering what was originally its through line, it seems a little lost in that narrative. See. I, my, my counter would be that it's always been doing that. It's just referencing different things. I disagree. Right? Wait, what do you mean I, I referencing wait, you know? different things? Because you thing. don't know the 80s. No, <laughs> no that's not the point. The that's point not the point. Okay, okay, okay. So I don't have to know the 80s it? to know whether or not Stranger Things seems like a good story to yeah, me. Yeah, no. thank you. Well, I think you you only see it because like it, it sticks out to you, right? What, what sticks out to us? Like the 80s stuff. It sticks no, out I to everyone. I, I don't think it's, you know, like I, I'm not upset that there's 80s stuff. Right. I'm more so just saying there's lack of the original Stranger Things like heart and narrative Got in it. this I get season. That. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is that the first season is definitely more into like the Poltergeist E.T. Right. Yeah. Yes. As the kids have aged out of that, mm. now you're into Ridgemont High and like teen slasher films. Gotcha. And whatever. So the reference so the ref- Well, the reference change, but it does change the storytelling because now you have to deal with what those kids are going through. That's an interesting And the new theory. genre of movies you have to deal with. Right. I mean, this is kind of where 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 like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Still Skull uh-huh. suffered because Lucas really wanted to go for 50s sci-fi pulp right. as the answer to the 40s cliffhanger pulp, right? And it didn't make that transition well. So I it understand work. It work, right. what, you're, exactly. what you're referring to. It's still working for me, though. And it might, it might be because it's balancing just enough nostalgia to, to balance out I the novel for me. I think that's a point, me. right? I I understand where you're both coming from because, like, it tipped too far into nostalgia for me at points. Mm. But I don't think it um, ruined anything. I th- like. I don't. I'm sitting here in a place where I'm separating the nostalgia from the the storytelling. Mm. Like, I won't blame the nostalgia on the fact that. I mean, I won't blame the nostalgia for the fact that the storytelling suffered. Um, but I do think that the story te- the storytelling de- definitely did suffer. At least for me, in the first three episodes, I feel what Jen said. Like it felt a little meandery, and it's not because of the '80s stuff. It's just because they chose to write it like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, mm. that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. And um, I think that it, te- it. I never thought about it like kind of following, like falling into Ridgemont High or like. Yeah, that was Bandit. an interesting theory. Yeah, but, um, but that could be it. <clears throat> um, but I will say that um, at at the very core. I felt it took too long to set up the first three three episodes. I absolutely that was my my biggest problem right. with the first three episodes. And right now, like episodes four through six, that's all I've seen so far. Me and Caitlin, we have yet to watch the last two episodes, so right. we'll see like how that 
wraps up for us, you know? Um, but I, I generally feel like the, the like overall narrative arc of this season has been much weaker in impact to me yes. than the first two And that's seasons. regardless of the fact that they've been upping the nostalgia factor. Right. I, it's I, independent. I don't even think they're necessarily trying to use nostalgia to cover up the weak storytelling. I don't think they're I think yeah, it just... You know, we needed something to to latch on to yell at. Right. So we were like, God, why is it so fucking eighties now? Like, I I love the fact that it's nostalgic right. and can, that actually. Can we come back to this? Because we we didn't have sure. this conversation on camera. So you're okay. so your 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 comment about the mm. the eightiesness of it all. My comment about the eightiesness of it all. Yeah. What do you mean? That you were talking about it feeling very commercial and very. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Right, right. Here, so I, I'm talking about commercialism, and we this is a deeper conversation about like meta narratives, right? So I felt now that it's. <laughs> Stranger Things season three. Thank you, Arnold, for telling me I have five minutes left. Um, <laughs> oh, I can do it in five minutes. Um, so I believe you. <laughs> um, okay, so basically, you're seeing so many labels now. You see 7-Eleven. You see Burger King Whopper. You see right. Lucas holding Cocoa Puffs. You see Eleven holding Lucky Charms. You know, you go to Baskin Robbins now, and they have a Scoops Ahoy exhibit where you can get ice cream right. labeled, you know, butterscotch in the same way that Steve said in the season. You know what I mean? Don't the, forget hot dog now. on a stick, girl. Hot dog on a stick. Coca-Cola. So, this is a show that, like, firmly is aware of how much it's achieved lucrative stardom. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody knows it now. <laughs> yeah. You can sell it. And Andy's going to say something about how that's exactly like the 80s because the 80s was you the peak of You just described my childhood. Yeah. Here's the Seriously, thing, I mean, I mean, like, all we did was hang out the, at the mall, and, and like, literally, hot dog on the stick, mm -hmm. and the girl with the hat. That's mm -hmm. like, what I was that's iconic. Like, uh, scoops ahoy with. I was like, they're just like the hot girl, uh, hot hot girl, hot dog on the stick. <laughs> the hot girl, girl who works at hot dog on a hot stick. Hot dog he does on a stick, though. girls. Because uh, literally, this, mm -hmm. like, at the yeah. Oh my thing. God, is that why it was yeah, sexy? Because yeah. they, they have to. To mix, mix the lemonade, the, the lemonade. Or whatever. Yeah. They have to like actually like make it, yeah, like right. like right. mash it, yeah, yeah, turn it, yeah. Like well, and also notice butter. her name is Robin for Baskin Robbins. God right? oh, damn it! See, <laughs> I mean, is it just me? Or are they also in, in infusing actual songs from the eighties? Oh yeah, oh, which yeah. they're all, it's all. They're like, oh, we're so rich, we can pay for they all these songs. Yet, so. mm. I, I mean, uh, what the, the 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 big one that stuck out to me was um, when what what's his name? Um, the Russian scientist mm. escapes, right, right, and he Smart gets in the car, Alexi? and it's it's Sorry, Pointer sorry. Sisters Neutron Dance, mm -hmm. which oh, yeah, yeah. famously in the eighties. Every, like there were like three or four movies, major action films that had massive like car chase scenes <laughs> uh, uh, to that song, and of course that was a setup because I'm like, oh, right. they're doing Neutron Dance, they're gonna do the car chase here again, and then they backed Sorry. off of it. Here, uh, again, Aaron Davis in chat says New Coke. Yes, New Coke. Yes, New Coke. Yes, New Coke. Okay, so here's me, <laughs> and I'm about to say <laughs> that there's no problem with mentioning logos, but. You know, doing it in such a smart way that will further along the story. Right now, it seems as if they're simply holding it yeah. in front of the camera so that they can actually use this show to sell that product. Yes. And you know that they are. It's logo I think, you know what I mean? I think, I think it's, it's, it's a story uh, plus for them because that's really what it was. And it was. This is, this is 1985. Yikes. This was. So remember, 1985 was around. 1980. We can't remember. We weren't there. Was when they changed, when Ronald Reagan's administration changed legislation. So that you could actually do toy associated programming. That was a sure. new thing. So I mean, and all programming, tons of toy 
Yeah, I mean, Transformers right. and G.I. Joe were created and He-Man and He-Man because of that. Right. So like everything, MLP. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, brand, I mean, you know, there was a huge war over if you were a Coke person or, or a Pepsi, Pepsi person. And that's and why that's New Coke manufactured. Yeah. came out because Pepsi was the choice of the new generation, says Michael Jackson and, mm-hmm. and Ray Charles and, you know, Stevie Wonder. Like, right? I'm not saying it's a good thing, like societally. But it was I, a sign of the times. It is a very, it's very accurate to the a, thing is, yeah. if it were, if the, we're looking at the way it's used in the show, right? If it were a sign of the times, it would not take so high of a front seat, I think. It, they're trying too hard now, right? Yeah. Now they're trying very hard in order to actually sell those products. Yeah. It is not being self referential, it is actually doing the same thing that it did before, which means that it doesn't have enough depth, honestly. It just turns this into I another think the commercialized 80s didn't have product. Yes, 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 yes. Let's not skirt the issue. I remember my my friends, like my women friends, with their Aquanet hair and their hoop hair. I mean, it was like this is not a a reflection of of 80s movies. This is a reflection of 80s culture. Yeah, and that was 80s culture. Absolutely was. I again, I will say it again. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll counter this. Look back to movies in the 80s. Look, look, look back to like um, a, a perfect example. If you if you watch uh, the Back to the Future films, and yes. look how present, like you know, Pepsi, right, right. Pizza Hut, P- Pizza Hut. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like Reebok. It, it's Nike, there. It's all. It's so Calvin there. Klein. Yeah. So, so the point being, I don't think like me and Caitlin's point is that it's being referenced at all. Right. You know what I mean? I think the point being is that Stranger Things is, is made in, I mean, it's released in 2019. Right. And we're talking about the 80s. So what is it bringing that's new to the genre using the medium of the 80s to say something new, which the first two seasons did? Yes. And now in this third season, in trying to harken back to the 80s and be completely 100% representative of that, yes. is losing the filament that made the story compelling right. or to- by just simply copying the 80s now. What well, does it lend to the central theme of the film other than the fact that, like, okay, so they're they're creating some kind of like you know like a backdrop right, right? or in our case like a front drop because it's <laughs> in your fucking titties right so like <laughs> but, oh my god like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying and you only notice it because yes like, Andy they're in your titties too so in your titties <laughs> in, your, in titties. your titties but like but but what but at a certain point why continue yeah. am I right Jen it's I kind agree. of masturbatory at this well, point well I don't know if you're they you're uh, I like. I don't know if it's continuing. It's just like you build a set, there it is, they stay in the set. And and to me, and to me, it's not this like conversation. Went, hey, oh my god, I love Scoops Ahoy. Like every five seconds. That that's not absolutely not I, what the I case is. And, and to me, honestly, hard. this conversation is indicative of what it's saying. It's saying that the 80s were super superficial and that this this like hyper hyper uh uh commercialism, uh, uh, commercialism right. was so much a part of this time and what kind of leads what lulled this community into right. not paying attention to this? That's almost the central theme of this. I think, this I think that's thing. interesting. I mean, that, I mean, this is the I whole central story of, of the mall has turned everyone away from their local businesses. Right. Yeah. And Absolutely. I find everyone that is completely unaware of the Russians are doing Red Dawn on hockey underneath the thing and bringing a that you know interdimensional beast. The central point of mm-hmm. season three. I, well, listen. Okay. <laughs> I I think. I just had this realization. The reason me and Jen are bagging on the over 80, 80s-fication <laughs> of right. this show and the over-brandification of this shit is because we just 
don't like the story. And so when you're annoyed by a right, lack of substance right. in storytelling, you start nitpicking. And the first thing that we <laughs> yeah. can nitpick were those fucking but, uh, 80s brands like how fair and is that, that change in how tone. Fair is that? Well, I oh, mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, how fair is that? But the <laughs> thing is, I'm not, I'm not nipping on the 80s tones. I'm saying that it well, is... We kind of are. The story, <laughs> I mean, the story is a superficial version of what it was. Well, I'll, I... That's I what I mean. That, but but I, we're I, like... I'm absolutely agreeing with that. But you have to admit, like, you're also annoyed by the fact that, like, the paper-thin substance of the narrative is being replaced by all this flashy 80s consumeristic type thing and sure and yeah. and now in maybe in our heads we're thinking like oh they're trying so hard to entertain us now by shoving the 80s nostalgia in our face instead of concentrating on the heart of the story and moving right? away from moving away from just featuring the nostalgia they've also featured nostalgia in and of itself in the world of stranger things notice how many flashbacks you've seen in season three of previous seasons right right yeah they're almost using like your love that you've developed for the characters from past seasons to try to earn your devotion throughout this super right. Wait, are you, you don't like that a, i hate uh, that oh because it's lazy storytelling it's lazy storytelling okay i feel no, i think, that's, Jen, that's I think it works because yeah, yeah. of the the nature of like the hive mind Oh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we, there's next This week. is a longer conversation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. We can get um, tonight. I, I will... I'll, oh, I'll, I'll make the one last comment and let's yeah. let's move on. Um, I think this is also kind of what I... I mean, I, we've, we talked in our pre-production meeting about um, how much 80s nostalgia is really informing the storytelling or not informing the storytelling. And I think this is actually... This whole conversation... Is another example of just how generationally it it's just different for everybody, right? right. So as opposed to people that w lived through the '80s and opposed to people that didn't. So it's it's just a very very interesting conversation. And as we conclude after we watch <laughs> the last two episodes, then we can probably talk about it even more because um, it, it's it's really apparent that it's becoming um, sort of an issue. You know? Right. Yeah. It absolutely is. Uh, SJ Pavar in the chat says, seasons one and two were better than three. I kind of agree, agree with you. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, uh, but again, like, I think this, like, the generational thing, it, it's going to, uh, Rodney hit it on the head. It's just like, um, the 80s stuff is transparent to me. I don't even see it. Mm -hmm. Like, but for you guys, you you absolutely see it. But don't tell me you don't see on, the eighties. Like, I I don't take issue with the eighties yeah, stuff. No, 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 no. What same. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, no, what it, what I mean by it's not even necessarily taking issue with it. It's more of like I mean, nobody knows this, but like during our pre-production, when we made the reference to the Terminator, right? You guys didn't even notice that. That was a well, reference to the Terminator. I did. She, she did. Well, yeah, but Jen, Jen did, you did, yeah. right? So, I mean, I'm talking about like the stuff like that. That's that's some of the stuff that really kind of like like picking up on the stuff that's dropping down. Yeah, you could, you're picking up because it's literally like okay. So, for instance, yeah, because if we live we live through the '80s, yeah. right? And then, and then and again, this is I'm not that's saying I'm, I'm not saying it is one way or the things. other. Yeah. I'm not saying it's one way or yeah. other. I'm just saying that there are certain things because we grew up in the '80s mm. that. We literally subconsciously or even consciously 
already know okay. I believe you. all yeah. that stuff. Nine, nine. And, and that, and I guess what I'm saying, that affects us as children of the 80s. Uh-huh. Well, in, and also, in, in the, in the... And gives you a bias towards loving things that are nostalgic. Well, no. Thank well, no. you! No, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, no, that's why. One second, one second. But no, that that is precisely why I wanted to bring up that question. Right. Was that how much of the 80s nostalgia does it affect us as as children of the 80s where as opposed to non-children of the 80s becomes in and I guess I guess it really shows that it really has become sort of a, a schism because the three of us child of the children of the 80s like we're I I, I truly enjoyed the season right but right. they did not right so, so, so how do so, that so right one of the things to so me I, right is that I, I think of things in terms of um, you know, even as a theater artist, right? Right. Uh, uh, the history of story has relied on shorthand, right? Absolutely. Back to Commedia the Art, where to the point that you had stock characters of Pantalone Arlequino. is an old man or whatever mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. So this is another form of that, right? Right. And it is a thing where we have the context where when we see the dude with the spiked hair and the jacket and do the <laughs> stupid look. <laughs> Then we immediately call on all of our nostalgia (laughs) to tell us who this guy is, what he's about, what his entire backstory is, that he is Dolph Lundgren slash Arnold slash Red Dawn slash whatever. And that fills in immediately, which it's not going to fill in for you. And and that's, that's, I (laughs) get it, right? But But what does that have to do with it? We're talking about two different things. But, well, here's the thing. For season one, though, was there any character that did that for you? Absolutely. Who? Uh, I mean, I mean, Eleven is E.T. slash uh, Carrie slash... Okay. And we still like, liked know, season one. Right. Steve is but fucking... They um, what's his name? Spinelli from um, uh, Fast Times. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. Recess? <laughs> I don't know. Wrong, wrong decade, no. girl. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but... Okay, uh, yeah, we can move yeah, on. Sorry. I think we're talking about diff- two different things. We are talking about I agree. It's great. I agree. Great, great conversation. Definitely. Awesome. You were using 80s, uh, the 80s references as a weakness. No, I don't believe it's a weakness. Well, you were saying that because of the 80s, it was it was taken away from storytelling. Is that not what you were saying? We were saying it no. was trying to cover up the weak storytelling. Right. And what I'm saying is that it's relying on things just the way it always has. It's whether or not you know these references or not. And, that's, and that can, on the broader yeah. spectrum, create a weakness because if the, the more specific the, uh, the, the, the references become... I don't think that the, references the, nar- the narrower uh, uh, the audience becomes, right? I don't right. believe that references in and of themselves can provide adequate storytelling. No, nobody's saying that. Right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Then. Right. But I'm saying yeah. that. Well, I, I think I am. I, I am saying that actually. <laughs> that's what, he is saying that. Yeah. I was like, he is saying that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Andy is saying that. <laughs> so Andy's so saying much, so much of our Earl convention right, of, right. Of, of of storytelling is based on cultural tropes that we hand down. True. I agree. True. But, Okay, right, we're sorry, wrapping it up. We gotta know, wrap it up. We really gotta wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. Stay tuned, Candies. Two more episodes. Ceasefire. Next week. Uh, yeah. I just want to say uh, thank we you, can Safe Face Four One One, for bringing for rating. Yay! <laughs> Hello, everybody in the raid. Yay. Anita, Stace Face Four One One. Thank you for being here. Um, if you have any comments, questions, comments. Quemens. Yeah, Quemens. Quemens. And uh, questions. Yeah, uh, feel free to say. Uh, we're actually going to. I don't think wabbits. Uh, <laughs> wabbits. And, and, and picnic baskets. Wait, that's different. Um, <laughs> picnic basket. 
So we will be hey, talking boo. about the last two episodes of Stranger Things come next week after we're all recovered from um, San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con, hopefully. <laughs> um, but uh, we are going to move into um, uh, news, geek news from around the geek universe. You're going to, because oh, we're not going to say anything now. <laughs> <laughs> this is all you reading all what you. I wrote. All right, so Give us I'm, the news. Get it right, Earl. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading uh, Caitlin's words here. So another live trailer, Netflix uh, sci-fi series with Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff was, uh, was previous, well, it's here. I don't have to talk anymore. Um, think. Uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix recently dropped a full trailer for Battlestar Galactica star Katie Sackhoff's new show, Another Life. The trailer reveals even more about the show's crew of space explorers. Selma Blair, CW's Superman, Tyler Hailson, and Ch uh, Justin Chatwin, also star uh, Another Life, will be dropping on Netflix jo uh, July 25th. Um, Ooh, sexy. Also, if you remember, Katie Sackhoff was um, in um, that dark kind of... Um, Power Rangers reboot with James Vanderbeek. Oh, the so, what? Yeah. Mm. With uh, James Vanderbeek? No, it was a viral yeah. video thing. It was, viral it was not video. an official oh, thing. It was a very good fan made thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. James Vanderbeek. We have she to was, watch She was this. Pink Ranger, oh, it's right? Really good. She was Pink it was Ranger. Actually really she kind of does look like. And Vanderbeek like was, Amy the, uh, was a yeah. Red Ranger. And uh, if I remember correctly. It was dark yeah. AF. It was like dark AF. Yeah, like uh, tits and like and blood everywhere. Wait, yeah. it's on YouTube, right? Yeah. It's on like, tits YouTube. Are dark, yeah, man. the uh, tits and blood. But it looks kind of good, actually. I think it's I've seen like good. it looks like for Power Rangers, it looks like legit. It's one of the, <laughs> yeah. It's a, one of the more legit Power Rangers. Wait, there's films. boobies. There are boobies. <laughs> in, not there's in, boobies. I came in, for the boobs. <laughs> for the boobs. Not, it's not in the YouTube version. <laughs> it's on the Vimeo version. Oh, which you have obviously subscribed to. I, I actually found the Vimeo version first. Okay, and then I gotcha. just, it's yeah. short though. It's like it's so like twelve fast. minutes. It's, it's yeah, like, they're it's short. It's basically like a teaser yeah. for what it could be. Okay, next. Okay. So, uh, new Ghostbusters. There's a new movie apparently. Another one. Another one. So, uh, new Ghostbuster movie casting news. Director Jason Reitman has just released the first cast photo of the Son upcoming... Son of Ivan Reitman. Yes. Mm. Um, the photo of the upcoming Ghostbusters movie, which is as yet untitled, mm. and is said to have a 2020 release date. Carrie Coon from HBO's The Leftovers. Finn Wolfhard from um, Stranger Things. That's Mike. Oh, wow. Mike. Mike. And uh, who's another... I have issues. Uh, <laughs> and McKenna Grace from Captain Marvel. Uh, Coon portrays a single mom, while Wolfhard and Grace play her children. Paul Rudd is set to play a school teacher living in the small town. Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Yeah. Super <laughs> random. Yeah. Uh, so uh, talking about 80s stuff, uh, The Last Starfighter is getting a <gasps> sequel. This is crazy. I know. You guys are going to be so sad. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I, I have no <laughs> idea. I was like, I don't even know no, what this, this is. is. That's, yeah. It is total deep dive. Because that was what, 1980. That was like it's thirty five years old. Two, yeah, right? y'all are so targeted yeah. right now. Uh, Dreamfall, uh, seventy one in the chat. Uh, just walk in and all I hear is there's boobies. <laughs> there's boobs. Yes, I'm there in. Are. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so last Me Starfighter too. getting a sequel. Writer Gary Witta, who co-developed the story for Rogue One, posted on Twitter that he's working as a writer and producer on the sequel to the Last Starfighter which is an 80s sci-fi film. It's a classic. It's a cult classic. One, one of the cool. first to use CGI Yes. Effects. What? Yeah. In the 80s? Yep. Hmm. He and uh, Jonathan Batul, the writer and creator of The Last Starfighter, have been working on a follow-up to the sci-fi classic 35 years later. Wow, man. Um, wow. So also, Feel old yet? Um, this kind of just came through today. Uh, Taika Waititi, who directed um, Thor Ragnarok, is to write uh, Thor 4 before he moves on to Akira, which was a project he was um, 
uh, assigned to like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, YTD had been slated to direct the next Akira movie for uh, Warner Brothers, but according to Hollywood Reporter, that project has been plagued by typical development problems and delayed once again. Mm. Which is crazy because I just saw that we just saw the the casting announcement bouncing around. Exactly, yeah. it, it was the breakdowns were going all over the yeah. place on social media. They were looking hmm. for people who could uh, oh, actually right. speak Japanese. Japanese. True, true, yeah. Yes. Yeah. God. So THR talks chalks it up to issues with the script. I'm kind of wondering whether this uh, film is like just un un. Uh, I mean, it's not an easy story to oh, adapt. It's, <laughs> it's super. It's crazy. There's just a lot of like societal yeah. things that you have to bake into the script to make it work. Well, so and also, know. you know, are, are some of its context relevant now? Very much. Or how very, do you how do you make so. it relevant for now? Mm. Yeah. Could it be I a show, a or it has to be a movie? <sighs> I don't know. No one's going to invest in a show, mm. I don't think. There's true. already so many things being made. This is true. Well, you never know, though, because what? Yeah, uh, Disney is dropping, what, $15 million an episode on, on, on Mandalorian? Oh, right. Oh, they're right. dropping a lot yeah. of money. But they're going to do that with Star Wars, like, regardless. Oh, yeah. it seems. Well, and Marvel, too. Right. I mean, wait till yeah. we hear those budgets. I know. Freak. I know. They have all those team-up ones coming. Um, yeah. The Falcon Scarlet and, Witch. And, yeah. yeah. And, one division. One division, and um, I remember when yeah. uh, uh, Young Indiana Jones was like unheard of for being one million per episode. Right. And now that's breaking like... banks, and now nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I digress. Um, <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, so apparently Taika Waititi couldn't have enough time to finish Akira before needing to jump into Thor 4. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, I still do kind of feel like I want to see Akira made, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just like a little bit brokenhearted, as I usually am when Sexy. I talk about capitalism. Yeah. I mean, my roommate does this all the time. <laughs> One gonna, can hope. <laughs> I'm that fucker that's always going to say, capitalism, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's it's at the source of everything that we do, especially for talking it is. about like the movie industry. Well, so. of yes. course, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you for granting me permission to talk about that because, like, I <laughs> no, honestly, I don't grant you permission. I'm just <laughs> he's like, shut the fuck up, Jen. No, 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 I, I we don't care about capitalism. You. Yeah. No, but like, you know, like Taika Waititi, what a brilliant, like, you know, person of color who is an artist that is making things of influence in this world, and he has this chance to like bring a Japanese story and animate to life in the right. American market. That's something that's rare. You know what I mean? But Thor 4 <laughs> it's cuz it rhymes. Something that that's people why. will still see even right. if it came out a year later. True. It's true. true. You know what true. I mean? Yeah. So it's just kind of like what takes precedent here? It seems like business weighs more than narrative integrity. Well, capitalism. I don't know capitalism. about I don't know about narrative integrity. It's I know, depends I know. Who's narrative. It'll Which probably narrative? be good. I get it. But it's just <laughs> we like, just want stuff with more Asian people, okay? God. We want more stuff that's original. Originality well, let's, let's do is Thor a thing that's rare. Well, okay, world. you can't you can't what say Kira's original. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> technically, yeah. wouldn't Thor four be more original-ish? Unless it's based off of. Some I mean, no, it's still it's still uh, Jack Kirby, right? I mean, oh, okay. these are all still these are all adaptations. There's True. a long okay. history of adaptation. Yeah. Well, well there's that. Happens. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. It's I, I actually wonder if Thor will still end up in Guardians as Guardians of the Galaxy three. As Guardians. Right. As That's Guardians. Right. Hey. We'll anyway. See what happens with that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Endgame. Uh, we'll see. Uh I kind of do want to yeah. break from um the MCU stuff. Okay. Like in terms of um, I could go for a. Uh, like a, a, a year long break just because like this has been such a heavy year like emotionally yeah there's a lot um, yes it's too uh, much Marvel wise but mm. as soon as it starts back up I'm going to be writing that same more it's like yeah let's do this <laughs> um, but it is anyway, inevitable it is it is inevitable I know um, 
Uh, so we're going to move into our game. Caitlin. You guys talk about something while I get our stage manager to give me my phone. Because we, we need my <laughs> phone in order to phone. play this game. And that's why I need to, to be charged. Yeah. You didn't charge it? Oh, wow. Okay, well, just give me my phone. We'll make this a quick game. Oh, okay. I asked you to charge it, Arnold. Oh, an iPhone charger? Everybody's Android here. Uh, just turn off your apps. Uh, I'm not really sure, but... Um, so we're going to play this little game called... You need a charger? It's at 20%. I think it'll be okay. Oh, you're, oh you're yeah, it'll be fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to play this game called Heads Up. <laughs> Y'all heard, heard of it? That. Okay, so the closest... Heads Up was also very handy when in line at Disney Rides. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet. Can you imagine the years before, like, uh, handheld games? You know? <laughs> I mean, not I, I always play handheld games. It's more, can you remember? <laughs> I, I would borrow my dad's cell phone just to play Snake during family dinners. I can't stand right. being in family dinners, so I would just play <laughs> Snake. Snake. Yeah, I was like, like back in our day, we had to listen to our parents talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was boring, but we liked it. <laughs> we had no, we those Tiger I LCD really games. Remember those? Yeah, I, d I didn't. So, oh, like a tank man. fighter type thing? I had one. I had um, Castlevania, Simon's <gasps> Quest, like Nelson like and Atari. And I played it for like 10 years. Castlevania. Man. So, so I didn't even have, I had, uh, we, I didn't, we didn't like get the Atari 2600. We, right. I had to wait until the Atari 800 came out because then my dad was okay with it because then we learned how to type. Oh, okay. <laughs> You typed That's in fair. an Atari? Life yes, it was, an, it, was, yes. It, was a, it was like Atari's answer to the Apple II, right. basically. Uh. Oh, like in that Netflix, uh, like in the Black Mirror movie, uh, Bandersnatch. Yes, He's actually yes, typing yes. into right. the into the terminal. I still haven't watched oh. that actually. Oh. Okay, so watch. before my phone dies, yes. um, we're gonna divide into two teams. Okay. So choose your teammates. I call Andy because Andy's smart. Oh, <laughs> I'm, and I'm on this I side. <laughs> So you guys choose, but I choose Andy. <laughs> I, I guess so I have Jen. no choice. Sorry. So we're we're gonna be on our team. You guys are gonna be on your own team. Um, your the closest I could come up with to finding something geek related is the blockbuster movies version of uh, Heads Up. So what we're gonna movies. do okay. is, um, uh, how much time do we have? Just go for it. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna see how many we can get, oh, okay. so right? I, so I'm, I'm and then we'll switch it off to them. Yeah. Got it. Or do you want to guess off of me? Uh, whatever you want. I, you know, well, fuck it. You guys get it, right? And then we'll yeah, switch yeah, off yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. And then if we have time, we'll do it again. And then at the end, we'll tally up all our points Got it. and mm -hmm. see who has the most. Okay. Um, so the rules is that we can't. Say well, why don't Why don't you do it? How about you do it? I like guessing. Okay. So or, the, or like, the, I, yeah, I like so giving hints. Basically, yeah. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this to my forehead. Mm -hmm. She's gonna see it, right. and then I have to guess what she's trying to yes. refer if to. If you get it right, you tilt it you tilt forward. it forward. Yeah. And if you get it wrong, pass, if you're passing, you, you tilt up. it backwards. It. So okay. put it your forehead right, right now. Technology. Yeah. Can uh, camera see that? Oh, um, okay. So uh, remember that movie with uh, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, where uh, there's like a heist? Oh, uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yes, but the Ocean's the, Twelve. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, uh, Johnny Cash, the movie with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, yeah, uh, and shoot. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Man, in uh, Man in Black. Or no, no um, it's uh, uh, Man, uh, the Man comes around. Uh, no, no. okay, so the Walk synonym. The line. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, oh, uh, 2001 uh, um, movie starring Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck. It's a it's oh. a war film, World War II. The Japanese people uh, they bombed this place in World War II. Or, uh, no, oh, the oh, Japanese. Yes. Kay. Okay. 
Um, oh, uh, there's this big orgasm scene where uh, what's Herman her name? Sully? Yes. Uh huh. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, no, oh, whatever. Ah! I'm just cut. Oh, oh, Angela Jolie. She shoots people in this one with uh, James McAvoy. Uh, shoot. Oh, man. Uh, wanted. Yeah, yeah. but minus it's okay. One so minus, one. One. minus one. Minus okay, one. So let's tally up the so, points there. Three, four, five. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so actually, four. Four. Okay. Yes. So team Andy and Caitlin. So Candy. Oh, God, team Candy. Playback. Team oh, Candy. Yeah, we have four so points. Okay. Wrong. We're so team Jurl. Give it back nice. to them. <laughs> So someone guesses. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll That's guess. funny. And so it does a playback, right. and so you can see oh, yourself oh making God. an answer. Okay, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, uh, this is uh, about Margaret Thatcher. Uh, the Iron Lady. Yes. Ooh. Or I don't have to say it. Uh, Brad Pitt, Claire Forlani, uh, he's an angel, comes back. Um, uh, the Black... Uh, oh. Black. Uh, oh man. They they have this. Uh, What's the name of this? Oh my this god. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> this. Crying happens. I know. Uh, uh, all right. This is. Uh, gosh, I don't even. All right. Uh, pass. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Dustin Hoffman gets seduced by an uh, older teacher. Oh, the graduate. Yes. Mm. Um, all right. Aliens. South Africa. Uh, oh. Shrimp. District Nine. Yes. Uh, all right, Will Smith, vampires. Um, <laughs> uh, they're, uh, okay. Uh, this was at East West Players just recently. <laughs> what is that? Musical, musical, Okay, so count the points. All I think right. we have time to keep going, actually, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I think you guys got then, more than that. No. Oh, okay. Well, we got Mamma Mia, but it was after the guys. Right, right, scared, right. Scared, okay. Scared. Here scared. we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is uh, with um, okay uh, World War II movie uh, pilot uh, starring the guy who played Bane and played Venom, uh, Tom. Oh, oh. Um. 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 Okay. Well, Dunkirk. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is musical. Uh, shoot. Uh, okay. B low battery. We have to start. Saved. We were. We'd be awesome no, if that's for low battery. Oh, it, it, when it notifies low battery, the game stops. So. <laughs> oh no. I think we should just keep going. Yeah, we have to start over. Okay, we have to start. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Right. Okay. Better this time. Better this time. Okay. Okay, uh, this is uh, uh, okay. Chow Yun Fat and Michelle Yeoh, martial arts movie. Oh, uh, Crouching Tiger, yes. Hidden Dragon. Uh, okay, this was the Seth uh, Rogen uh, movie. Super bad. No, um, titles like uh, when you have a baby, or when you're gonna have a baby. Oh, uh, knocked up. Yep. Oh, what the shit? Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the M Night Shyamalan uh, movie. <laughs> The about village? I, uh, aliens. Alien? Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, signs. Yes. Uh, okay, this is uh, Don Cheadle was in this a movie about uh, Hotel racism. Rwanda. A uh, bunch of people all H come Hotel together. Rwanda. No, a whole bunch of people oh. all having their own problems. <laughs> Fuck me. Some of them are it's racist. Not Hotel they Rwanda. all get together. Okay. Uh, this is oh god. Um. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. Shit. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones. First movie. Uh, the Bears of the Lost Ark. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, all right. I think that was three. Okay, I think that was four, Those actually. Last three were like, ah. <laughs> Oh, out of Africa? Oh, you still got four. Blind we got four. Nice. Yeah. Damn, okay, we got, really got to bring our game up, man. You got it, you got it. We got this, we got I love that this is a replay, know, and you can great? watch yourself. Yeah, okay. Okay, hurry. Okay. Two, one. Okay, so Christian Bale's a killer. Um, oh. the machinist. Uh, <laughs> American Psycho. Yes. Uh, pass. Oh, it's oh, freezing. Oh, okay. oh, you didn't get that oh, one? Oh, this one is Jennifer Lawrence uh, in that weird art film that she did that didn't do that well. Um, uh, Silver Linings Playbook? No, no that, she, that, that did really well. That did not, Darren Aronofsky. Oh. Has it. Mother. Oh, okay, so uh, Madeline Angle novel, really, really great book that was turned into a movie that was not that great. Uh, Swiftly Tilting Planet. Or, no, the uh, first one in the series. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wheel of Time. Not Wheel of Time. <laughs> God damn it. What is that called? Black Your nerd card is revoked, Carol. Uh, what do you do to make a tesseract? What are you talking about? You uh, make a... A uh, black hole. Oh. God damn it. Uh, God damn it. To I'm make a tesseract? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, for I'm a tesseract. I'm going to punch myself. I'm going to punch just, myself. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> oh, what the fuck was no. it called? A yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. 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 Earl. Oh, so that the was one. one. That get was off one. my plane. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Get off my plane. Get off my plane. They got to do with the oh, pointing. Oh yeah. Yeah. American president. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm freaking. No, no, that was. That's, that's one. Michael Douglas. Christian Bale is a killer. Uh, the machinist. Patriot. Patriot games. Okay. So no, I think that, that the third. Executive Air, order. Air Force One. Air Force One. God oh. damn it. It's one of those. <laughs> I think that the, thir the third round can be the tiebreaker. Okay. So. Okay. So. No, but <laughs> if if they catch up, or they could beat us, because okay. right now it's eight to four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A wrinkle okay. Okay. in time. A wrinkle in time. Okay. Sorry. No, it's all good. All right. <laughs> Sometimes okay. I'm not good at this. Here we go. All right. Oh gosh. <sighs> okay. Oh, um, Toothless is a mythological creature. Junior Dragon. Yes. Um, this is a recent film that came out. It's like circus performers with Dumbo? Hugh Jackman. Hugh oh, Jackman uh, and Zendaya. Yes. Um, oh, Alicia Vikander is the latest incarnation oh, of the... Uh, Earl was on, is on this video game. He used to be Angelina Jolie. Uh, oh, oh, oh uh, 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 Tomb Raider. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, um... Um, the opposite of bad guys would be a uh, famous film. Good fil guys? Uh, not good guys, but a uh, famous film, I think, from the 80s or maybe good, early 90s. Good Will Hunting? No. Good, oh, I know. But times? Good, to, <laughs> good Burger? Uh, just just good, go on. Um, good Burger. Um, oh, a horror film where a chick, she kills everyone at her school because she's been bullied. Carrie? Yes. Okay. Okay. Ah. Forward. Um, uh, fuck it. <laughs> what was the one I missed? Um, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Oh, Goodfellas. I, I, I try not to say. A lot of good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Gordfellas. What did they get? Twenty-four. Okay, so they got twelve. Okay, so okay. you guys might win if you can get eight. All right. Or nine, actually. Or we, we can we can get tie if you can get eight. Mike. Uh, so this is a film with a superhero. It's the second one. Michael Keaton. Superman. Uh, Returns. Uh, the, the before that, it's an animal. He flies. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Roald Dahl book uh, about a guy. He has a place where he makes a lot of confections. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, good. Um, uh, Leo DiCaprio. Catch me if you can. Uh, no, Departed. his early film. Um, he plays this. What's kid. eating gilded grape? Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, a Harrison Ford movie about an archaeologist. Second Indiana film. Jones. Second film. Uh, oh my God! What is it called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the a movie about uh, Darth Vader. Uh, second film as well. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my God! Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Uh, what is that? That's an episode of Star Trek to me. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, it was a good Dr. game, Jones, you guys. To me, live longer. <laughs> oh, Batman Returns. We, we still win. <laughs> Superman Returns. <laughs> Superman <laughs> it's an animal. You said Michael it's an animal. Oh, God. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Okay, well, we got three. <laughs> so. Oh, Wally. Wait, what did you say about Wally? I didn't get Wally. You didn't get what? It was there. I think it might have gotten. You like, might have accidentally. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well. There we are. That was fun. <laughs> so me and Andy win. <laughs> what was the Yay. What was the final score? Um, Do you have to rub it in? No, I'm just because Arnold asked. Arnold asked. You got three on that last 12 one. Twelve to seven. Oh, that's not to bad. Seven. That's yeah. actually not bad. You don't yeah. need a pity. Yeah, us. We're adequate people in it. Oh, I want a game, dude, Andy. I never win games. Yeah, like I actually want a game this she time. She complains like, about herself not yeah, winning yeah, games. Yeah, so <laughs> this is a good night. Well, yeah. So next time we'll get, we're going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah. For next yeah. time we'll play this game. What is yes. this called again? Heads up. Heads up. Yeah. Old yeah. man Earl doesn't know things. Uh, so what is, what yeah. is yeah. this called again? Yeah, what is called? It's Pan Geekery Fool. Oh, that's where I am. There's also one where you where you uh, you actually do like charades, and of course uh, it's recording you, so you have video evidence. Oh, yeah, evidence. where you're charades right. stuff. Yeah. I would do that, but you know our listeners they can't really <laughs> see, they can't see anything. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's it for today's show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Andy for being here. Thank you for being here for thank joining you for us. Yay! Um, thank you to the cast um, and the crew. Um, hit us up on all our socials. We're at Pangigri um, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, everything. Bless you, Thank Twitch. You. Um, <laughs> we'll be back here next Tuesday after Comic-Con on uh, twitch.tv slash Pangigri, 8 p.m. Tuesday nights. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Jimmy John's. Freaky Fast makes it freaky fresh. Remember to go into the K-Town location, mention us, get a discount. Uh, what's up to PWC, Pilipino Worker Center? Thank you for hosting us once again. And uh, we will see y'all next week. Well, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe well, Andy again. Maybe for Andy the, will come back. For, oh, the, for the last part of uh, Stranger Things. I don't know. We'll <laughs> figure it out. All right. Uh, good night, everyone. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Whoop. Whoop. And Geekly Podcast, covering all things geek from an all-diverse perspective. Visit us online at www.pangeekly.com.